When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I don't remember. Oh, Zaire, Joe's Gravis, Junk in the end zone. All right, all right. We're Mark. messing around. We're messing around here. Um, we're obviously in a much better mood after Sunday. Great performance by the Green Bay Packers. Looked like they played four quarters, um, even when they went down uh, 14 points. Uh, welcome back. We have a Tuesday night party here. Uh, Bryant is back. Tyler will be joining us shortly. And Simon has rejoined us after he took off on Friday. Uh, how you feeling, buddy? I was working on Friday, man. Sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Much rather be doing a show, you know, regardless of the yeah. loss to the Lions, yeah. which was Stay highly up. disappointing. Stay up for 24 hours straight? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, we only do 12. Oh. So still, but it sucks that it took a day off. Yeah, that does suck. It'd um, be like that. Does uh, is you, how long is your arm at to be in a sling? Uh, I hit the doctor on Friday. I think he said six weeks, but I don't okay. know. I'm tired and of that. Now that now. we won, if we keep winning and we don't lose, you have to continue <laughs> to wear the sling. No, because I was wearing the sling during the Lions game. Oh yeah, this is the second week, dude. I, I mean, I'm for it. Right? I wanted to use that so bad. I wanted to make yeah. you wear a sling for like. 14 weeks. Yeah, I would do it too. Like if if we ended up winning out the season, I'm just gonna wear the sling all the time. I'll walk into work and be like, <laughs> "Why are you wearing that?" Like I, it's, I have you, to. Rogers have needs to. me. I you don't understand. You don't understand. <laughs> um, did you guys watch that uh, Eagles I game last night? Uh, I watched the last like quarter of it. I I'm gonna be honest, dude. I was out by like halftime. <laughs> um. I haven't watched a lot of Eagles. Um, gotta say, I wasn't impressed. I know it was their worst game of the season. Easily. But I will say this: the Commanders, they compete, and they're they're not as bad as people think they are. I, I think I, I was telling Isaac yesterday. I was like, dude, I would just continue using Heineke. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a reason to put Carson Wentz back in. So my cousin and they're getting uh, Chase back this week. Yeah. yeah, my cousin, my cousin is a big uh, Washington Commanders fan, mm-hmm. and he he's from North Dakota, and he hates Carson Wentz. So we bought him a Carson Wentz shirt this this season just to mess You're with such him. Such a piece but of crap. <laughs> <laughs> me and my brother went half and half on it. So sent him a shirt with Carson Wentz on it, and then we and I think they won Week One, and we told him if they win Week One, you have to wear the shirt Week Two, and he's like, okay, and then they got slaughtered. <laughs> When he wore the shirt, he's like, "I'm burning this damn thing," or whatever he said. And then, but he's like, he's he was saying if they if they start 
Carson Wentz, he's going to be really, really irritated. So it's funny because he, the reason he hates Carson Wentz is because he's a UND fan, University of North Dakota, not a North Dakota State University fan. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we get things rolling here, um, I just want to put the message out there. We are doing this show today because Packers play on Thursday. Uh, Tyler and I will be back tomorrow for our regularly scheduled Wednesday episode. Uh, We have to cover the Badgers' unfortunate loss to Iowa. Uh, We have to cover the Brew City battle. Uh, The Badgers also play uh, Green Bay coming up here real soon. and I think that game's underway, actually. And we have to cover some Bucks games. So um, very exciting episode tomorrow. Lots of basketball. Uh, Yeah. Tyler's internet is uh, frozen like the tundra, hopefully on Thursday. Um, <laughs> so oh, it snowed there. Like, it's it, like it, a it nice was, coat at Lambeau. It, it was snowing all day here, man, and it sucked because I had to keep fucking going outside today at work, and I was like, God fucking damn it, why are they keep stuck outside? The last week they had me stuck inside when it was like nice as shit outside, and then now today they're like, yeah, go grab that shit. I'm like, dude, this is going to mm-hmm. take me like six hours. Are you are you the low man on the totem pole right now? I am. Yeah. That's why. That doesn't make sense to me. Why couldn't <laughs> I do that yesterday? <laughs> they were all there yesterday. Whatever. I'm not it's, here to argue with anybody. Unfortunate, my friend. Oh, God. It just sucks. Yeah, it, it sucks being a low man on the totem pole. I'll say that. I, I feel that. Been there, done that. Yeah, I'm still yeah. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you're you're working freaking overtime with a sling on. That's that's the worst thing I like that do. sometimes, man. Yeah. Oh shoot! So we're gonna start talking about this uh, Packers versus Cowboys game. Um, got a lot of stuff to go go over in this game. That was that was exciting. That was a great game. Um. Let's start with the offense. Uh, who wants to go first? Simon, Brian, which one do you want to go first? So um, I'll go. Yeah, I'll I was going to say, Brian, Brian can go first. All right, Brian. Why don't you uh, okay. give us your, your topics you wanted to talk about on offense? Okay. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about was Christian Watson's first touchdown. For okay. me, and the reason I, I kind of picked this one is because he had those bad drops, right? Mm-hmm. And in our back chat, our back channel that we all speak in, I said, man, just so badly, I want this kid to catch a long touchdown and to see if it, like, just builds some confidence. I didn't think – I mean, I, I guess I was right and nailed that. I didn't think there was any chance he was going to go on for two more touchdowns. A couple uh, – you know, a couple co- – another long one, the really good catch on that uh, third down, and then that, that crosser for his third touchdown where he just completely burns – like he just outran the people. It wasn't even that it was just a good scheme. And then there was another throw that him and Aaron Rodgers are just a little bit off target. Uh, it sounds like that Watson was expecting like a low trajectory back shoulder throw and Rodgers put it up. But yeah, I was just so excited to see him after he, he struggled obviously mentally with that first game and then a couple injuries. So for him to score that first touchdown, you could see the light went on because then he had, he was making those sliding catches and mm-hmm. he just, he just looked like a different player. So I'm pretty excited to see him going forward. I don't know if you saw, did you see, uh, you see what Cobb said to him on the bench after the first touchdown? I didn't, no, I didn't see that. Neither of you saw that? He went up to him and he was like congratulating him. Like, Hey, that's awesome. You know, keep it up. Keep it up. He said, go do it again. He told him that he, he was just pumping up like, Hey, go do it again. <laughs> and I was telling my girlfriend the story before when I was, you know, going over my notes and I got home from work earlier today and, 
I was getting chills, man, thinking about it. Cause I was like, you know, I'm going to the game soon and Cobb's coming back. I mean, you got Cobb control in the middle and now Watson has established himself, you know, last game, kind of a breakout game, a uh, deep threat that completely changes this offense. Did you that notice we're missing all year. Did you notice what happened on the the big play in overtime to Lazard? What what happened? They were doubling Watson. They were doubling Watson. So when the defender on Lazard slipped, there was no one there to help him. The shade the safety shaded over to Watson and hit Lazard and that that won us the game. I mean, Lazard made the play, but the fact that they had to respect Watson's speed and they doubled him, that was huge for us in overtime. You know, I, I kind of like that play too. It works. It, it's worked a couple times this year where Lazard would go out for like a fake block and then cut right into the middle. And I think he had a really good play against the Bears where he scored a touchdown off a similar play yeah. on the left side of the formation where he kind of just like faked a block, cut inside, and the ball was just on him. Yeah. And I know our feeling with Watson coming in this year was like, oh, he's a bigger and stronger MVS. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't remember the last time I see MVS run across or across the route and catch, catch two touchdowns like that, nor block the way he was blocking mm-hmm. and the way he can block. So um, this kid, I know the, the comparisons are MVS, and it's going to be like that, a lot of straight line speed. But the, fa- the fact that he was showing that he can, on that second touchdown where he got deep and then crossed across the field and he caught that, like that, that was probably the most exciting play for me, which just that speed across the field and the fluidity that he took that break and just ran right through it. Yeah, you could definitely tell he's a very fluid athlete. He doesn't lose a step when he, when no. he, you know, switches, changes direction. The change of direction is a very big thing. Um, I don't like the comparison to MVS. I never have. I, I didn't like it either. Um, I think it was mostly because of drops and the speed, to be honest. I, I get it, and in the body, you know, style and yeah, stuff. Both but like pretty tall. MVS is pretty. I don't. I don't. He's, he's not as agile. Um, I feel. Like I literally, when I watch Watson, I'm like, that guy's a fucking athlete. But he's <laughs> when you're ripped, watching MVS, like, you're like, that guy's fast. Yeah, that's MVS is quite a bit smaller. I'm pretty sure. Like, if you look at like when Watson, like he, he, he just looks so bigger. Thin. Yeah. Yeah. MVS, MVS just seems like a thinner. thin dude. Yeah. MVS, I mean, and I liked MVS. I was one of the few that actually stuck up for MVS a lot, um, you know, especially when there was those comparisons of MVS versus Lazard. And I'm not going to lie, I wanted to stick it to a lot of our fan base when Lazard was dropping balls left and right. I was like, that's what you get for talking shit, you know? Because it's <laughs> like every time somebody talks gotta, shit, it comes back to get you, you know? Watch my team do bad because you guys can't stop talking crap. <laughs> yeah, and it's horrible. And now I have to Take live with that. that. Um <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, we're all <laughs> suffering together, you bastards. Um, <laughs> Simon reminded me of something. We have to go over our three stars, um, which, God damn it, I am a horrible host. But we are going to backtrack, go back to three stars real quick here. Um, I actually have the first one, which we all decided was Aaron Jones. So let me get this up here. I wrote down a little thing here that I wanted to say. Okay, so Aaron Jones had a great game. And... I feel like his game almost went unnoticed outside of the touchdown. It was it was like when Bryant no, – no, wait a second. It was like when Bryant pointed out um, that Dylan was getting a lot of tough yards. You know, people – everybody after the game was talking about, oh, Rudy Ford was so good at free safety. Oh, oh, look, did you, did you see what Watson did? Did you see what Watson did? Did you see what Watson did? Oh, did you see Rodgers do the lead block? Like, 
I don't think enough people were talking about Aaron Jones' game for how good he was. That's kind of the way I feel about it. Not that it went unnoticed, but nobody's really talking about it because of what how good Watson was. Um, Aaron Jones had 24 carries, 138 yards, and a touchdown. And he told everybody on the Dallas Cowboys to suck his dick. So that was fucking phenomenal. Um, it, he did. I mean, you, you can't grab the whole thing, and that's not what you're saying. So. I mean, uh, I was there for. I was here for it. I was like, yes. Wrong about that? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Um. So second star goes to Bryant. Bryant. Yeah. So I, I dug a little deep into him, but not. It shouldn't be a surprise, but it was Rudy Ford, right? So he had the two huge interceptions. The thing that I looked at at the interceptions was with those interceptions, he had 68 total return yards. Interestingly enough, both of them went for 34 yards. So re- for reference, right, that would be the third highest yardage output behind Watson and Aaron Jones. One more yard. Yeah. <laughs> one more one yard. More yard. <laughs> so the, the big one was, though, the interception. Like, so after the Aaron Rodgers fumble, we had a chance to go down 14 to nothing. And then Rudy Ford comes up with that interception. And that's the same drive that led to Christian Watson's first touchdown. So the fact that we could have gone down 14 to nothing makes that interception, returns it to dang near midfield, right? And then Aaron hits Watson for the 58-yard touchdown. That was a huge play. So mm-hmm. uh, additionally, him playing so well at safety has allowed for us to move around Savage a little bit. I know uh, Nixon was still say, taking some of those stacks, I mean snaps, but um, it's just opening up more possibilities for us. So for him to get two interceptions and then return each of them for 34 yards, like that's huge. Like I said, he had been our third – most offensive outputting player in the game on two plays on those two interceptions. So just, you know, cause if he intercepts it at the, like whatever, he was right by the end zone when he took Dak Prescott's first one and, and he just goes zone. down right there. Yeah. He just goes down right there. It's probably, you know, it's a lot tougher to get, you know, down the field and score. Now he took it all the way up to the 30, you know, five forty yard line. Same with the other one. He took it pretty far, I think into Dallas territory. So there was huge, just two huge returns. So that was big. Plus he had like eight tackles on the game. So, yeah, you know, there's that too. I don't know. You talked about our back chat before. Was it you that shared the, the Rudy from the, Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If there was ever a time for this, this was it. (laughs) That was amazing. Very well timed. Uh, Simon has our next star. Uh, Simon, you're up, buddy. Uh, yeah, also off the Rudy Ford interceptions, we scored on both of those. So that's 14 yeah, points 14, off, of yeah. the, off of take uh, yeah, takeaways. Or Which is something we haven't done all year long. Yeah. Right? It, 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 so it was good to see the offense do something with turnovers too. Reward the defense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, our third star was uh, Aaron Rodgers. I just – I want to say – it's good to see Rodgers like kind of shutting up some of the narratives that have been going around for him. Like, like people call him a crap leader and like, he, he doesn't care anymore and stuff. Rogers after Watson had those two big drops in the first quarter, he didn't stop going back to him. He actually went over the bench and he's like, they're going to keep coming at you and we'll make a play. And now like nobody's ever going to, see that stuff on like national media and stuff. So like a lot of Packer outlets will report stuff like that, but that, you know, that's the stuff you like to see out of your starting QB 
slash captain of the team. And then the the narrative that he doesn't give a shit this year is so boring to me. Like that 17-yard run for a first down against the Lions, like that was – that's like – that is an effort play right there. Like you don't see that stuff out of the QBs very often, especially someone of Rogers' age. I mean, he's what thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got wheels like he used to. But and then, um, did you guys see? I don't want to. I'm not interrupting. No, you're good, dude. Go ahead. Did you see the play where um, Aaron Jones had a big run and he fumbled? Did you see yeah. who the first person yep. to him was? Yeah. If you Rogers haven't seen that, Rogers. go watch that play. I I didn't see that until someone shared it today on yeah. twitter and i was like holy crap he was cruising yeah. i'm glad he didn't get laid out but he was he yeah. was flying down the field and i will so, so rogers final stat line doesn't even even tell the story of how good he was this game too mm-hmm. like he's 14 for 20 224 three tds zero interceptions 146.7 rating and that's with the watson two big drops in the first quarter and i like brian said he kind of misplayed a ball I feel like it could have been a fourth touchdown to him. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers he, threw he, that he ball kinda, okay. so Aaron Rodgers threw that ball so well that Watson didn't know where it was and it still hit him in the hand. Yeah. Like, yeah, was, dude. Think about that. So <laughs> Rodgers could have easily had like a really disgusting game. And Watson too, for that matter. But these are kind of just like uh I'm kind of spoiling a little bit, but these are gonna have to be like some of the mistakes that we live with with rookie wide receivers. Like it's very frustrating to watch and you know, things could be better. Um, but it's just something that we have to live with. So yeah, Rogers gets, uh, you know, game ball, man. Like that was, he had a pretty solid game. And so normally we do um, an underrated performer, but we had four people that deserve to be talked about and four stars. And it shouldn't be any surprise. The last one was Christian Watson. We've talked about him a lot here. Just for him to – he completely flipped that game. And, like, if, it, if it's not for him, we don't have anyone on the field that can do what he can do at the wide receiver position. Don't get me wrong, Aaron Jones is great. But Aaron Jones isn't, you know, running many – he isn't catching a 58-yard touchdown and a 39-yard touchdown with the ball in the air, most of it in the game, right? Like Lazard ain't got the speed like that. Yeah. We don't have anyone – like, I'm so – I want to talk about it again. The second – the first touchdown – it was gorgeous. See him catch that good adjustment, catch that ball over his shoulder like that. It was perfectly thrown ball, really, actually, right to the outside um, shoulder and then to catch a 58-yard touchdown. But to me, the other two touchdowns were more impressive. That um, The second one, I think it was on third down, right? And uh, just the speed to come across. If you watch it, he kind of – he's like leaning outside a little bit and then he cuts in across. Maybe it was on first down. I can't quite remember. But um, he cuts across behind the linebackers and gets in front of the safeties, and then they can't catch him, right? I believe is how – That was a fourth down play. Was it a fourth down play? Yeah, that was oh, yeah, you're right. Seven. Yeah, so fourth fourth down, he scores a freaking – well, what was 30, it, 39, 38, yard, yeah, yard touchdown. And just a gorgeous route. And then the, the third touchdown, it wasn't even – he didn't even have to do much. It's just that he's so fast. That one I got to give credit to Matt LaFleur for just the way it was written up. He's like – Good luck catching him. I, as soon as my buddy was here, my buddy was here watching. He's a Cowboys fan, so he's pretty salty. But he's my neighbor. And as soon as I seen Watson get even with, I think it was either the safety or linebacker, and I yelled Watson again, and 
sure enough, he threw like he ended up running. He was two yards open when he caught that ball. By the time he threw it, and like he, the speed is just it's unreal. So uh, he had such a great game. I'm really hoping that he, we're gonna need him again, right? So I'm looking forward to seeing how he can stack some success here. I'm gonna say one thing about Watson that was the most impressive thing to me when I'm watching it is the eye test, right? And when he that second touchdown was probably my favorite touchdown of the whole game. And he starts inside, goes outside, and comes back inside. And you just see this court, and he's running like this, right? He's just like, it's going for Sunday stroll, right? You see the corner behind him just oh, fucking <laughs> hauling ass. I'm like, that guy's running for his goddamn life right now. Running for a paycheck, <laughs> he's man. Running for his life, bro. And these guys are just trying to run to keep up with him, and this man is just Sunday strolling, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, so the third bad. touchdown, I'm going to get into that more uh, in a little bit here. But, like, oh, God, was that a beautiful play call. Mm, mama That's mia. true, though. That, that first touchdown, I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, cool. this dude looks like he just fucking. <laughs> you see him? <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, hey, he's pumping, bro. Hey. He's just. <laughs> oh my God, he's, he's cruising right now. He's cruising, man. That second touchdown, I'm telling you, go watch that corner, bro. His eyes are like coming out of his face and shit. He's like, <laughs> he could not keep up with him. There was there was nobody on that Cowboys defense that could keep up with him. Um, yeah. That's probably why they didn't put Trayvon Diggs on. They didn't want his. They did. They started him. putting him on him in the later in the game. I noticed so probably after he burned him for a couple touchdowns. I think it was later in the game. And I was like, well, that could be good or bad. If I'm if I'm the Packers right now, I run a double move right now on Trayvon Diggs. Oh, 100%. But they didn't. I, I went somewhere else, but yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to we're going to get more into uh the individual plays now. So, Bryant already went over one of his plays, so I will let Simon go. Simon, what's your first offensive play you wanted to cover, buddy? Uh, yeah. So, I, I just like a couple of impactful plays that we kind of noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of already alluded to this. It's just uh like as great as Christian Watson was this game, obviously there's faults and he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. The two big drops and just kind of misplaying a ball when they had the possibility of a fourth down, but just the, the, the confidence boost that this kid needed after, you know, week 10, you, you know, when is he going to be that guy? When is he going to be that guy? And to see him come off like just some really bad, um mistakes and just tear it up afterwards you know this is exactly what we wanted to see and i loved every minute of it and it's it's nice to see people kind of eat their words a little bit too those packer fans are just relentless on players this year it's it's it is what it is our fan base is what it is we try to bring that more positive vibe to our fan base and this was it. This was what he needed. And I'm really looking forward to, like Brian says, him stacking his success in the upcoming games. And I, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of him. And also to kind of our earlier predictions, like I was asking earlier today, I think we had him for like 450 and four touchdowns this year. So I, I think I feel like at this point it could almost be conservative. No, oh, what do you guys think? Like, I, I think, I, I feel I think like, he went really conservative on both the rookies. Yeah, because um, he already has four touchdowns. Yeah, he's got the one, the one running. Yeah, the rushing end around. Uh, who was the Bears? Patriots. Second week. The Patriots. No, Patriots. Patriots. 
So because Doug's got a receiving touchdown on that game. If he starts stacking success like that, he could blow our expectations way out of the water. And I I would love every minute of it too. Yes. I want I want all of that. I want him to make us look like morons. (laughs) Us are hey, us well, yeah, for our predictions, but I want to say like Simon touched on two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we seen people clowning this dude for getting a concussion. Last night, or I mean, excuse me, on Sunday night, I seen people talk the same. Very, I'm not going to call him out by name, but I seen the exact same people praising him. Like I mean, we, we dude, can name names, bro. We can be savages, bro. I'm, do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but these same people were clowning him for getting a concussion, a head injury, a serious. That is a traumatic brain injury. Okay, that can change your life. And people were clowning him for that so much that his his mother said something on um, Twitter. And now these same yeah. people want to praise him and be like, then again, a lot of these people are super pessimistic and they're instantly, oh, I want to see him do it again. Or I've seen someone say something along the lines of, oh, he's been a you know trash the whole year and he gets one long touchdown and you want to crown him and stuff like this. And those people will probably never be happy. To be honest, like I'm the fact honest. that they the fact that they they label him a bust no matter what it'll take it'll take him like two years i seen one clown was talking about oh he needs to do what he's like if he you know ever wants to be Devonte or whatever he needs to he needs to show consistent i'm like did you not watch the first two years of Devonte's career like this is tells me you guys are uneducated and just spout bull crap out your mouth okay so the fact that like i'm glad people are cheering for him but remember this moment the next time he has a rough game if he comes out against tennessee and has a rough game I guarantee people will be like, oh, it was a, one, a flash in the pan. Yeah, so, just shut your, yeah, exactly. Just shut your mouth and let the kid so develop. Same. He's played like, like six or seven games. We're, we're, not, we're halfway through his rookie season. Yeah. We're, what are we really talking about here? Yeah. If you're, if you're asking a rhetorical question, yes. well, then I'm, I'm going to let the idiots deal with that. If you're asking yeah. me a real question, I'm going to no. tell you we're seeing a kid with a ton of potential. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's it, that's what we wanted out of his rookie season too. Yeah. Is no one no any any realistic Packer fan would not expect like a Justin Jefferson type rookie season out of this kid. No. And I think the Packers knew that drafting him too, but they saw the potential and what he could become. And this this is it. This is what we want to see. Now, obviously, consistency matters. And that'll come along with his development. Yep. And he'll he'll like let's put put this out there. He'll never be as nuanced of a route runner. Likely, will never be as nuanced of a route runner as no. someone like Devonte Adams or Jeff, Justin Jefferson. But let him do what he does well. Let him just absolutely cook people that are trying to keep up with him. Let him catch a crosser and take it for 30, 40 yards because they can't keep up with him. I'll tell you the guy that the, could turn a into a route runner. Tomorrow Romeo Drew. Dobbs. Romeo, Romeo Dobbs, Dobbs could turn into that guy. I see yeah. that out of him. Yep. And he has the hands to make those those back shoulders and those catches over the middle. Yep. And we're, we're seeing flashes out of Torre who can ad lib and, you know, be playground, be playgroundish, you know. And when you're looking at just those three guys alone, and then you understand that Green Bay always worries about the, the front five. I mean, you got to love it as a fan, really. Yeah. Um, no matter if our record is four and six or not. Now we've seen flashes from all of the young guys, right? So that that gets me excited thinking about the future. Absolutely. Um, hey, Tyler. Oh my God, the host is back. We're, we're stalling. 
That crown is heavy, buddy. I don't know. I can't wear it. The hostess with the leastest. You're muted, bud. He's quiet. Oh, oh I couldn't hear him. Yeah, Bernard. fired. I can barely hear you, bud. He's definitely muted for right now. <laughs> I Hi, can Brian, hear you. Talking. See what happens. <laughs> barely. Oh, Welcome Brian, back, Tyler. To undermine me as co-host. There we go. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I give you the credit. I can't be the host. I'm horrible at it. <laughs> he even skipped three stars to start the game. Oh, the my show. God. I was like, I'm discombobulated. I can't handle this right now. But we're just so excited. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's yeah. true. We already got two wins this, this week, so I'm hoping to pick up a third on Thursday. <laughs> true. All right. <laughs> so I went through one. Uh, Simon went through one. Tyler, do you want to go through your first offensive play? I'm just going to do both right away. Well, actually, no, I suppose. Um, which I want to actually go Bryant go first because he's got little touchdowns, so I want to kind of do those in order. So let's let's have Bryant do Watson's first touchdown, and then I'll do his second. So, uh, yep, I hit Watson's first touchdown, so it's on you, buddy. Yep, he hit Watson's okay. first touchdown. All right, second oh, touchdown. I'm I'm glad this is where I came in to the show because I wanted to ask you guys a question about this play. So this play came on fourth and seven, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I would say this is, you know, easily the biggest play of Watson's career because of the magnitude of it, with it being a fourth, uh, fourth and seven. Um, Isaac, you might be alone on that one based on the character or today. not willing to be a role player um, concerns. Um, so let me ask you this. So Watson is the first rookie to have two touchdowns in a same game, um, since Keith Woodside in 1988. Um, I think Jake's got a stat for when he gets to the third one. Let me ask you this. Do you guys think this is the most important play of the year? Oh, that's a good one so far or. Well, so far, right? answer answer so far because I have a, a further question to go after this. That's do you, want me, do you want me to be honest? Because yes. I'll be honest right now. The biggest play of the year was the Rudy Ford interception when we could have went down 14 points. That was the biggest play of the year. I don't that know. Right came there. back from down 14 points. It's a fourth know, but, and seven. But, down. but that was after Watson had – established himself as that deep threat after that touchdown, I think the Rudy mm-hmm. Ford play saved the season. That's the play for me that saved the season. Well, Watson had that – that. Um, are you talking about the one after Aaron Rodgers' fumble? Because at that point we were down 7 yes. nothing. Could have gone down 14-0. Right. Yep, that, that interception yeah. right there saved the entire season. If we end up making the playoffs, that's the play that I go – See, that, and that's, that's the question that I was going to ask about this touchdown because it was on fourth down and we were down 14. Yeah, going down 14, they came back from. So, you know, having the benefit of hindsight, knowing they are capable of coming back from down 14, does that fourth and seven play then take the, take the form of we could have been down 14 points and given the ball back to Dallas? It's a it's a huge play nonetheless, like for sure. Like, I would yeah, say maybe the – I would maybe say the Rudy Ford play was a play of the game, but – if this makes any sense, that fourth and seventh touchdown might be the play of the season so far because, like, you're right. Like, that was just enough. That put it to what twenty-one to twenty-eight at that point. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So eh, it was a pretty huge play. And in the fourth quarter. It was. Yeah. It was. Greg asked Demarcus Lawrence or Rashawn Gary. They're both good. Yep. <laughs> They're both in the same tier, if you ask me. Yeah. That's fair. It's just on. You're, you're splitting hairs. They both yeah. play the run. They both rush the quarterback. They both make plays. Depends if you need a guy who sticks his hand in the ground or not. The the other one I'm thinking of too is now that we're talking about like season defining plays is the Devondre Campbell swat at the end of the Tampa Bay game to save the two point conversion for the win. Yeah, that's a that's a that's one I would put up there in that conversation too. Sure, Rashawn Gary loves quick trip, so he wins. Everybody loves quick trip. Um, Quick quick trip or quick trip? Hey. Quick trip. You do not play about quick trip. <laughs> what was the other one that was put up there that were clowning? Quick, quick star. Quick yeah. star. <laughs> That's the Iowa version because we hate them. Fuck <laughs> Iowa. All right. What's, so, what's the follow-up question then? The follow-up question was if that was the play of the season. Oh, okay. Um, okay. If the Packers somehow find their way into the playoffs, if this is the play of the season. Yeah, that's um, definitely up there. Yeah. Um, so far, yeah. Yeah. Jake has the third Watson touchdown. Oh, man. So I covered it before. Tyler wasn't here. So he's going to hear this, and I get to see his reaction. It's going to be lovely. So on this play, we had two tight ends left, right? Uh, Jones in the backfield by himself, single back formation. Watson and Lazard are stacked on the right side, top of the screen. Um, Early in the play, you see that it's man defense. And a lot of teams have been stacking the box, playing man with us because we haven't had a deep threat until this game. And even while their quarterbacks are getting cooked, they continue to play man. And it just, it, it killed them. The thing that made this play so beautiful is we established the run. And it was a Wisco Fanatic favorite play action. And as soon as he faked the hand off to Jones, you see the two linebackers take that half step. You see another Cowboys defender running for his fucking life trying to keep up with Christian Watson. That was the same game over. He literally gets to the point where he's with, even with the linebacker. I'm like, it's over. That's when I, yep. And it's That's just when I yelled another one. Sees it. Bryant sees it, rubbing it in his neighbor's face. He throws the ball. I'm just like, oh, it's about to be epic, baby. Touchdown, bro. And he goes, one, two, three of them motherfuckers on y'all heads. And I want to see that. What I was going to bring up, I told y'all before. You want to make a name for yourself? Play for the Packers against the Cowboys because a lot of people are going to be watching. And when you score three touchdowns, you put your name on the board. So I promise you, he's on that Titans board this week. Which one of you showed? Uh, which one of you shared? How many people viewed that game last uh, Sunday? I think it was Tyler. And how many was it? Yeah, it's funny to me actually because the, the people million. live across the street from me have a house divided flag and it's half Packers, half Cowboys. It's like so yeah, somebody in that house is salty that night. <laughs> <laughs> that game up in, uh, until we get to the Thanksgiving games next week, uh, that was the highest watched game of the year. Twenty nine point two million viewers on that one on That's the Packers crazy. and Cowboys. Um, nine people watch the Cowboys get slaughtered by a rookie, <laughs> by a bust. Sorry, by a bust. To, yeah, and yeah. and to watch their 195 and oh when leading by 14 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that was the craziest stat to me. I I saw that. I was yeah. like, no way. That's an insane stat. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, nothing like having that attached to your record for the rest of your life, Dak Prescott. Love to see that one, Mike McCarthy. Now, I appreciate you. For all the people that gave up on the season and saw that stat on Sunday, 
just know that we echo this. What's gonna happen is gonna happen, and crazy shit happens all the time in sports. So never count us out. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm gonna I'm hit hard over. on that. What was the, the what was the other stat? Like Rogers has, was it four game winning? Uh, what is it? Game winning, like comebacks. Oh yeah, down the one fourteen at the starting of the court, uh, fourth quarter. Yeah, and that's Brady, like more than Pete Manning, zero. Tom Brady, Eli. No, no, ask Greg. Ask Greg. Rogers is not clutch. Ask Greg. He'll tell you. Oh, I don't even have that. No, no, no. I I do not have that conversation. I'm pulling with it up. Anymore. Greg, Greg, talk about how Rogers is in top ten. I want to do that conversation. No, right have that on your own time. <laughs> okay, I got it right here. Career wins when trailing by 14-plus points entering the fourth quarter. That's what it was. Patrick Mahomes, zero. Dan Marino, zero. Drew Brees, zero. Brett Favre, one. John Elway, one. Tom Brady, one. Joe Montana, two. Peyton Manning, three. Aaron Rodgers, three. Okay, it was three. Sorry. Excuse me. Still, no, Greg, like, you, won't, you won't catch us saying it's over until they're mathematically eliminated. You will not catch us. I mean, if you want the receipts, go look at Jake and I at the end of September and the beginning of October when the Brewers weren't mathematically eliminated yet. You will not catch us focusing on the offseason or next season until they are mathematically eliminated. I've said that in plenty of comment sections, Mm -hmm. too, this year. It's not mathematically over, even for the division. Let's be clear. Even if it becomes to the point where it's mathematically over and we still have four games, we're not talking about next season until the season's over. Because there's still things things to glean from this season and things to watch for. Yep, absolutely. So the other play that I wanted to talk about on offense is is just DeGuara lead blocking. It's not anything super specific or explosive or a big touchdown. It's just using motion, pre-snap motion, to get Josiah DeGuara moving towards wherever you're running the ball and getting him you know, up to speed before the ball is snapped and having him as a lead blocker for Aaron Jones. Because as great as Mercedes Lewis is as a blocker, he's not going to be a lead blocker for Aaron Jones. Like Aaron Jones is going to be past him by the time he breaks the line of scrimmage. So having Josiah DeGuara doing that, uh, he's got more speed with him being younger. That gives you a lead blocker that can actually stay in front of Aaron Jones for five or six yards. And both of the times that I've seen them run this play in the last two or three weeks, uh, it has gone for seven plus yards every time. So that's why that stands out to me. Um, just because it's something that's really effective. Um, so it's not, like I said, it's not explosive, sexy, flashy, but it's effective is why it stands out to me. Um, so after that, I'm going to go to Simon because he wanted to talk about Aaron Jones's big run that he had in the fourth quarter or third quarter, third quarter. It was in the third. Okay. Yeah. Third quarter. Well, it's your play. You tell us. Yeah. <laughs> You think I'm sober watching the game? Come on. All right. <laughs> I don't know if Brian does. I mean, I mean Brian I might be the only one that's sober. Yeah. That's I just him. Sober. Uh yeah, so uh Aaron Jones obviously killed this game, like Jake said. Um I want I just want to highlight that play in the third quarter. It was four fifty six in the third. And I've said it all year, Aaron Jones is the most fun player to watch on this team, in, in my opinion. Every time he touches the ball, it seems like something amazing could happen. And he kind of just – it's like a zone right run, takes an in, inside handoff, looks to the right, and it looks like almost nothing's there. And then he spin moves, goes off to the left, and goes off for a 23-yard gain. 
Like what? I, I don't even know how he did it. To be honest, I was <laughs> I was so pumped watching that play. Nasty. Yeah, it was it was crazy. He completely took a dude. And he went like five yards the other way, like tripping over himself and stuff. I forget who it was, but yeah. And then like Brian said, it was kind of funny. I noticed that too as I was rewatching it. Is Aaron Rodgers was down there, like the first one down there, like helping him get up. But he's a shit leader, you know. So uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's the worst. I wouldn't want him. You know what? Stick stick with Rodgers. Brian wanted to talk about the block that he threw in the oh. it was an overtime. I don't, I don't want to hear that he doesn't care. It was only ended up being a five-yard run, but guess what? It could have been a negative two- or three-yard run. Mm-hmm. And the player that he he absolutely laid the wood on and then flexed on him afterwards was a player number six that I actually looked at my buddy. Like I said, he was over here watching. I was like, who is this player? He is flying all over the field, and he's making some good plays. And number six, it was our safety. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't recall the name right now, Wilson or something, but he, was a really, he looked like a pretty good player. He was flying everywhere. Aaron Rodgers met him in, like, the hole and absolutely just <laughs> – tattooed him it was i don't want to no i don't think no. rogers an mvp conversation we have to go on. no we have to completely if they run the table, table if they if find a way ran, to run the yeah. table then we'll talk but it, yeah right it, now we're happy to be winning 2016 but but like the fa- i don't want to hear anyone say that this dude doesn't care anymore because that's like three weeks in a row he's made a play that shows how much he cares. And because he's throwing a tantrum or tantrum, what people want to say on the sideline. But if Tom Brady does it, it's passion. But then if he, smile, if he smiles so on the sideline, he doesn't care. Don't, tell me that. Tell me when you're going to see Tom Brady run like that, for one, to the running back, two, to also – and the, the plays Simon just talked about are two, to play make that block. He literally – like he hit him – like it, you heard it on the television. <laughs> like so for people to say he doesn't care like i'm so done overhearing and then he he goes out he says something about um you know to matt lafleur about the two minute play calling which i'll get into and then we see a track i'm sorry i gotta say this wisconsin sports heroics if you're le- reading their articles just stop don't please stop they're <laughs> please, the absolute most stop. trash thing Instantly after the game, they write something. They write something right about him going after Matt Lafleur, or he was like, "Oh, he's still complaining about these calls." He was asked the question after the game about that sequence because it it made no sense. The sequence made no sense. So, and then you you want to freaking complain about him s- talking about it? You're trying Don't to make something out of nothing. Exactly. Yeah. So what, I just want to say about Tom Brady. You're trash. I want to say absolute this. garbage. We're not, we're not naming right. anyone, Brian any names bad. on the show or anything. We're, we're not just, Brady. just the outlet. Everybody can say that Brady's the best hey. quarterback of all time, but he is easily the worst wide receiver of all time. <laughs> Every time they throw the fucking ball to him, this guy falls over and it's intercepted. <laughs> <laughs> he is the, Either he even told Leonard Fournette not to throw him the ball. Bro, he is the Did worst he? wide receiver created. Oh, in no. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's I wish you were caught and got leveled. Jake, uh, Jake has one more play for the offense, and it's the Lazard overtime catch. All right. Oh man, I loved rewatching this and breaking it down because it was it was a beautiful play call. Um, I want to give credit to Matt Lafleur on this one. Bigger truck, Rogers on that cowboy or Wentz on Quan? I don't know because because Wentz hit uh, Roquan kind of like when he wasn't expecting it. Rodgers hit that dude head-to-head. So when Wentz hit Roquan, he went flying because he got essentially depleted, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. That wasn't going to happen with the safety that 
but he just stood him up like like a linebacker hitting a running back in the hole. So. I will say that Wentz, Wentz had an opportunity to build up speed and power where Rodgers kind of handed the ball up and he is – it was like a split second. Like three steps. Yeah. And for him to be able to freaking put that kind of block on was awesome. Um, so the Lazard playing overtime that essentially won this game, set up the game-winning field goal. Um, again, Jones single back alone in the backfield. They had big dog to the left of the formation next to Bakhtiari. You have Watson inside. Next to him is Lazard. And then you had Watkins on the outside. So the route tree on this play was Watkins went deep. Okay. I don't know why it just worked. Also, we all owe Watkins an apology because he made two massive plays in this game. Uh, hey, I <laughs> got I got everybody contributing in the preview, so I will get to it. He made two massive catches. I'm just gonna say that. I um, will say the defender essentially caught the one for him, like. <laughs> but hey, he he pulled um, it away from him. <laughs> so this was an RPO. Lazard did a beautiful job. Ever since I've been pissed off at Lazard since the 2020 NFC Championship game about fucking up that RPO in the red zone, he's been. Fantastic on them. So good job. Um, Watson stays even with the line of scrimmage, which then pulls this linebacker down and allows for that little window for Lazard to in, and it was game over, bro. And I wish Lazard was a little faster because he would have so many long touchdowns because of his ability to block. But what a beautiful route. What a beautiful play call. Matt LaFleur, again, did a very good job. He's not fast. He, it sucks because he's not fast. But um, he had to make up for that shit play call that he had where Rodgers was yelling at him. By the way, did you hear what, what, what they were saying to each other? Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Apparently, Rodgers was telling him to run the ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said, run the fucking ball. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. He ran the ball for over 200 yards, right? So. It was working, so why not run the ball in short yard so, situations? While you're talking about that, the Lazard play, when everybody's going to get up the line of scrimmage, do you see Rodgers running up the field, like pumping his arm right in front of Micah Parsons? Bro, do you know who – bro, we got to see – I wonder, I wonder what Mark, Micah Parsons feels like now if we're a bunch of cockroaches or whatever the hell. Dude, dude, Micah Parsons actually he, – he got kind of – he got kind of – what's the word? We didn't neutralized. Neutralized by, uh, by Yash. Yeah, Nyman had a he had a game. Like if we're gonna go underrated performer, I, I was gonna throw him out there. Yep. As my he guy. had one holding penalty, but outside of that, he was yeah. pretty damn good. He had a solid there was, night. There was a couple times he could against one of the best, beautiful, best defensive players in the, it was in the a league. Smart play to do the holding penalty. I agree yes. with you, Jake. Oh yeah, we were talking. Oh about yeah, that. that was a smart play. Yeah, because he, if right. he, if he doesn't hold him there, it's hundred percent a strip sack. Yeah, Rodgers was gonna die. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, does anybody this. have anything else to say about the Packers' offense? No, sir. All right. Switch to the defense. Um, I am so happy that this happened literally a, like a week after I brought it up. So, this was just four days ago that I talked about it. About DeAndre Swift catching a swing pass out of the backfield right at the line of scrimmage, Quay Walker being just a step late, and DeAndre Swift breaking it for 20 yards. Pockets collapsing on deck. Swings ball to Tony Pollard. Guess who's there? Quay Walker, and he makes the tackle at the line of scrimmage. That type of play will set him apart as an elite middle linebacker, and I was so happy to see him make that play. I'm like, that's that is going to separate him. That is a separating play for Quay Walker to make in space, where if Pollard breaks that tackle, he's gone for a first down. 
and definitely more. Um, so I was very, very happy to see Quay Walker make that play. Um, I know <clears throat> um, Simon wanted to tackle about an, Simon wanted to talk about another tackle on Pollard. Uh, before that, too, though, you know who else made a really good play on the flat when he Dak tried to swing it to him uh, to Pollard? McDuffie almost had a pick six on the sideline. Yeah, if he if was, he was if just he like, you, oh my god, it was so close. I was like, no. <laughs> So I, uh, yes, so yeah, the other definitely. the other tackle I want to talk about, dude, Rudy Ford, and mm-hmm. we're gonna say his name when it's attached to this game, dude. He came out of fucking nowhere. Like it, I was like, here we go with our run defense because oh, I thought Pollard was gone on this road. <laughs> so did I. I was like, look how much open space there is, and it's he was so fast. He came down underneath the linebacker and lineman and tackled him for like a four yard gain, which I, like you said, I, I thought he was just gone. So Rudy Ford made some damn good plays this game outside of the two interceptions too. I think he had a, he had a couple stops at like the line of scrimmage or like a one yard gain too in the run game. I, he was just everywhere in this game. And that was in my opinion, outside the uh, interceptions, the most impressive play that he made. Yeah, and on your point from Isaiah McDuffie, that dude, he put up 13 tackles. He had a hell of a game, too. Like, just everyone, I, like yeah. like Tyler said, everyone contributing. Yeah, on that, I was so impressed. Like, and I think we talked about it, like, instantly when it happened. I thought on that outside run, I was like, oh, boy, he's going for a while. And then, like you said, just like a missile out of nowhere. Like, just completely, you know, like a four-yard gain on that play is probably the best-case scenario. Yeah, it, it really was. So sticking with Rudy Ford, Bryant is going to talk about his first – or no, Jake is going to talk about his first interception. Sorry. And we agreed earlier that I think this is the play that saves the season. Um, you think about, you know, it was right after the Rodgers fumble, and it was just like, God damn it, here we go. I was like, buckle up, baby. It's about to be a long Sunday. It was a long Sunday, but it was exciting for us. Um, they went five wide, and on this play – the tight end is supposed to run a deep post and clear out Rudy Ford. And he absolutely did not do that. You've seen it after the play where CD lamb is telling him like, you gotta, you know, go deeper. And even if he did, I think Rudy Ford had this play diagnosed. Um, he, he was reading, he was reading Dak's eyes early. Dak stared down the middle of the field, the entire play, if you watch it and he just chumps it and runs it back. Uh, Brian talked earlier about his return yards. He runs it back for 34 yards. Uh, Giannis Adetokounmpo, um, just had to say Giannis. I love him, and he, had a, he always has poor games against the Hawks, and it hurts my heart, and I wanted to feel better about him. But anyways, um, this was just a massive play. It was third and goal from, third and goal for the for the Cowboys, and if we just knocked his ball down, it's, it's a 10-point lead for the Cowboys. So I love that he caught it and, and made the play and absolutely changed this game. So speaking of third and, and long – Bryant wanted to talk about some of the soft zones that they played. Yeah, and it's not specifically the soft zones. There's just one that, like, I don't understand why they ran it. So it was a third and eight. This was later in the game. We needed to stop, right? It was third and eight, and they're literally playing 12 yards off. And the thing that kills me about this play is we're bringing pressure. What happens when you bring pressure? The quarterback has to get rid of the ball quickly. Exactly. You watch, I think it was Michael Gallup. He ran right to the right to the stick, turned left to go to the sidelines. It was like a pitch and catch first down. 
it was so frustrating. Like, I almost – I don't understand why that's in the playbook. Like, I don't understand. Like, at least the cornerback should be at – At the sticks. At the sticks. At the very – Maybe a yard off. the fact. Exactly. He cannot let him get to the sticks because he was about four yards behind the sticks. That wide receiver is going to beat you there because you're going to have to wait, right. anticipate whether they're breaking in or out. So that little bit of extra – got to be at the sticks. Right? Even more and, important than the wide receiver beating you there, the ball is going to beat yeah, you there. Exactly. Um, and that's I did want to bring this up because I knew you were going to talk about the third and long soft zone. The very next third down that they had, it was third and nine. <clears throat> and yeah, you're, you're Jair Lander thunder, and Rasul Douglas played man. That? That's what I was going to yeah, parlay. Well, they, they were pressed. They were man, pressed, yeah. man. Exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't just man coverage, you know, at the sticks or inside the sticks. It was press coverage by Douglas and Jair on Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, there were um, nine guys in between the line of scrimmage and the sticks. Nine. And then Preston Smith got the hit on um, on Dak Prescott that forced the incompletion that we ended up getting the ball back and ended up going into overtime instead of winning the game. But um, to, to see that um, is, you know, it's definitely worth mentioning because the game was tied at that point. So – in that specific situation, Greg brought it up that CD and Gallup are great deep threats. Obviously, you don't want to get beat over the top. So giving up a first down, it's not you still don't want to give up first downs, obviously. Like it doesn't need to really be said. But to give up a first down or a 60-yard touchdown that loses you the game or forces you to have to go try to tie the game with less than two minutes left um, is one of those, unfortunately, um, lesser of two evil situations and then they did thankfully get the next stop on third down um so <clears throat> simon wanted to talk about actually earlier in the game the first two three and outs that the packers forced yeah it was so i hate seeing this team and just how inconsistently good they can be because they came out right away and force two three and outs from Dallas's offense. And I don't feel like it was more of Dallas's error than the Packers played really well, um, in my opinion. Um, so first possession, uh, they take down Pollard uh, for one yard gain, and then they force Dak for two completions or incompletions and they punt. The second possession, same same thing. Tony Pollard gets, I think, a three-yard gain or a four-yard gain. Savage had really good coverage on Gallup, I believe. And then Dak forced incompletions. And what I really want to highlight here is on third down, our pass rush really got to him to where it for it forced an incompletion. It forced bad throws from Dak where they were way off target. One, I think, went over the head, and the other, I, I, I think, hit the ground. And so – this defense sometimes they're so good and it shows and other times you're just like you want to pull your whatever is left of my hair on my head out (laughs) (laughs) it's so frustrating to see them like bottle up pollard a couple times and then the next he just runs for like 20 yards on two carries and you're just like come on man yeah and that was kind of what i was getting out with the sequence too um was like you, you know they can do it and i get that cd lamb and gallup can beat you deep but mm-hmm. i kind of in that position you gotta like i don't want to say gamble but you know you're gonna get there quickly 
and I'm not saying they have to play man in that situation, but playing at the sticks at least because it was still eight yards. It's still an eight yard cushion at the sticks. So, but yeah, it's it's weird. It's like they still have their, and I know you got to switch it up, but it's like sometimes they still get stuck in their old tendencies. Like they're like, no, this is gonna work, so we're gonna run it, and then it doesn't work, and they're like, okay, we're playing we're playing press man this third and nine, and look at we get a stop. <laughs> so yeah. So I want to answer Greg's question because I have a very distinct point to make. Uh, Greg asked on a side note, how crazy was it to see McCarthy being risky after years of being conservative in Green Bay, running all those fourth and one QB sneaks? Now, here's the difference between what Mike McCarthy was doing in Green Bay and what he's doing in Dallas. He's being aggressive in Dallas, sure. Do you know why he was in conservative when he was in Green Bay? Because he had Aaron Rodgers. Mike McCarthy just rode Aaron Rodgers to, to do Aaron Rodgers things. Dak Prescott is not Aaron Rodgers. That's why Mike McCarthy goes for it on fourth down more often. Yeah, and I think that's a little bit of a – uh, myth. He, I, I remember there'd be plenty of times that he would go for it in um, Green Bay too. So. The other thing too was when McCarthy was in Green Bay, they hadn't moved the extra point back yet either. So, you know, that's not a huge thing, but I mean, it's something um, to the point where more teams are going. I mean, they there isn't as many teams going for two as they thought there would be. Um, but no, just the Ravens. Just yeah, I was just yeah. thinking about that. Too. I was like, just um, um, the only fourth down questionable call that I really thought Mike McCarthy made was the last one. Yeah, how you don't take points in that situation? Do you it's do you know why I think he was going for it on fourth down so much? He wanted to fucking win that game so oh, yeah. bad. I agree but, because he wanted he wanted to prove that it was he was the reason they were winning. It wasn't the quarterback. It was him. He wanted his moment. And I'll yeah. tell you this. Just like, just like Belichick lost to Brady, he lost to Rodgers. It was the quarterback. It's the My player. thing with oh, is man. that he didn't analyze that situation, right? Green Bay absolutely 100% need to win in this game. They were not going to kick a field goal to go for a tie. That means that come fourth down, we're going for it, and that's his chance to win it there, even without us scoring a field goal, right? So if he just kicks that field goal, we've seen Maher booming kicks. Like he's a good kicker. He yep. was probably there's very good possibility he's gonna make that kick. I hate I, I'm not I don't think it's that big of a shock that there was no way we we're playing for a tie because a tie does nothing. We cannot afford a tie right now mm-hmm. with our record. We're hundred percent going for the win. Okay. So all he needed to do was yeah, put up he that field. He all he needed to do is put that field goal on the board and the hundred percent of the pressure is on us to score a touchdown. And we might have, we were cooking at that point. Like Lazard had that big play is very, but you know, at that point, we're not kicking a field goal because we're not going to kick the right. field goal, and give the, them the ball back for the only chance to win the game. Right. That's not happening. I would be shocked if that would happen. So yeah. I, I feel like he, he really kind of, you know, he just kind of shit the bed there and wanted to win the game right there instead of um, just put the points up on the board and put all the pressure on us. Yeah. Greg, I don't think any of us hate McCarthy. Um, I, I think some of us didn't like the way that his career in Green Bay ended um, just because we we all believe that there were more opportunities for the Packers to win Super Bowls. Um, and obviously, rival fans don't stop to let us know that we've had 30 years of quarterback play and only two Super Bowls. But meanwhile, nobody else has won one in that same time frame. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me say so, something real quick because since we're still on the fourth downs, 
you guys remember a time back in 2014, the NFC Championship game, when no, he should have taken fucking God. field goals early in the game instead of going for it? Why do you have to like break my heart like that, dude? I don't yeah. like thinking about that game. I will. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it better. I did enjoy seeing the stupid McCarthy face again, where he just stands on the like Oh this. my god! <laughs> it was <laughs> that game's so frustrating to watch. Yeah. I, have you have you rewatched it? Since no, then? no. Why would I do that to myself? Dude, it's it so time. bad. You're just like sitting there frustrated. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? I'll, but I'll like, never forget. There were so AJ many Hawk plays. Play. I'll never forget that AJ Hawk play. I will yeah. never forget that. Why the fuck he ran at that punter? I was like, this fucking. <laughs> that just bothers like me almost as much as Julius uh, Peppers in overtime against the Cardinals oh after the God. two Hail Marys to Jeff oh. Janis deciding that he's going to blitz the quarterback instead of no. backing into coverage like he was supposed to and Larry Fitzgerald running for like a 70-yard gain. It, 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 it had to be Fitz, too. Yeah. Of course, the only play in overtime was the other play that I wanted to talk about. 90 yards. yards. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and what I wanted to say about that play was that the pass rush got home collapsed the pocket at the most pivotal moment of that game. Preston and Smith. Jaron Reed and Preston Smith tripped up Dax Prescott into throwing an incompletion. It could have Jaren been a sack. Really good fucking game. Yeah, another good game. It was Reed. really close to a sack, yeah, actually. Three, it was he had three quarterback hits. Hmm. Jaron Reed did. Where is Kenny Clark now that we're talking about D-linemen? He had a sack. I, I feel like he hasn't been that good the last couple of weeks. I'm not He's been struggling the last couple of weeks. We need him to step yeah. up. But he did have a He's, sack. He's All right, so the other thing Jake wanted to talk about was Darnell Savage playing in the slot. Yeah, so the reason I like this, and it came to fruition, is he was a much better tackler. Uh, clearly in space, he's not very good. Um, he doesn't drop back far enough his coverages. He's not good at coming coming up from the safety position and tackling, but having him closer to the line, oh, God. No, and we're not going to, Greg. God I'm going to a little bit. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> but you guys can talk about it, I guess. Um, I do. I, I like that Savage is closer to the line. I feel like, I feel like he's a guy that um, has to be closer to the action, and he had a really, really good tackle score. Now i got to turn off the Badger game off my phone to get that, that tackle score back on. So shame on you guys for that. Um, real quick, let me talk about this. Simon is the GOAT, by the way, for having the PFF ready for us. Um, but – if you looked at the PFF grades, and I no, I'm not a PFF god, but I do use it as, as one of my areas. Um, he actually had a tackle grade of 82. So, I mean, that's that's pretty damn good. That's much improved from where he was all season. So, um, him having that and being close to the line of scrimmage, taking uh, Stokes off the field, who was bad at tackling, and putting Savage you know, in that slot and making our tackling better all around, I think that's what – What's going to change our defense a little bit? Yeah, it's, it's definitely beneficial having Rudy Ford to make those plays in the backside. Um, so the last thing that Bryant wanted to talk about was C.D. Lamb's touchdown on Jair Alexander. Yeah, and this just goes back to people are going to talk about how he got burned and how you know he he's given up some touchdowns just like Terry McLaurin. But like, I don't. I, the reason I want to talk about it is because. I'm okay with this. He is going against that the top wide receiver in pivotal position uh, situations, and he gave up that touchdown. But there was at least two or three third downs that I recall him being right there and breaking up the pass. 
uh, towards the end of the game too. I think the lot in overtime, it might have been him that broke last up the pass. Up that last third yeah. down. And I looked at, I was like, I was shocked that they continued to target him. Um, he had, he they did, he had like eight out of twelve passes complete against him. But those four passes, I'm pretty sure were all like third down where he was probably really stepping up. You know what I mean? So for me, it's 100% okay that he got burned because I know that he's putting his all out there and he's pretty much being the heartbeat of the defense right now. So, and he's has three interceptions on the year. Um, he is, if he continues to keep going up against the top um, wide receiver against these teams, Hey, I'm all for it. I mean, He'll get just, sometimes, but he's going to make plays. That's what I was going to say. It's just like the life of a quarterback in the NFL. It's the, you're, it's you're the same thing as the, the commander's game with Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Yep. Like you're not going to stop every wide receiver, every single game, every single play. Like but if you can, the guy's if you an can, NFL wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, if you can sit there and make plays. I mean, what Jair was on our list like three weeks in a row or something, mm-hmm. right? So if we're talking like three really good games, and then maybe one not so good game, I'll take that all all yeah. day. All yeah, I day. Think, I think that one specific play and the Commanders game are the only bad games he's had this season. Yeah. Um, and I want to say I think since they made that change to where they're playing a little more aggressive. I don't think there's been a game where we've had less than five passes defended in a game or something like that. So, or maybe the lines, I guess it's four, but other than that, just our cornerbacks have been around the ball a lot more. So, mm. and with doing that, you, like you said, you're going to get beat behind, get beat from time to time, but I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And that's something you got to be kind of careful with, with running quarterbacks too. Like we talked about in the bills game, they played a little bit more zone in that game just because they didn't want to have their backs turned to Josh Allen, which yeah. makes sense. Fair. Um, Greg, if Simon taught you everything that you know, I'm glad you're getting three other perspectives on this show. Jesus Christ. No, I, <laughs> I did not teach him anything. Um, so, did anything you guys else want to say about the um, Packers and Cowboys game? Uh, I don't think so. Nothing okay, like beating the Cowboys. Up. Yeah, true. True. So, I want to get into some of the storylines getting in between week 10 and week 11. Now, I know how you guys feel about this. And one of the things that stood out to me was that everybody contributed to this game. And yes, Amari Rogers is included in contributing to this game. Contributing now, almost losing the game. I am beyond that. And I am not. And you keep saying this like I'm saying that it makes up for it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he did more good than bad. Obviously, that wouldn't make sense. We should have put him in our three stars. Exactly. He's not in the three stars. Um, And I'm fine with cutting him. But I just want to say Amari Rodgers did make a couple blocks on some big running plays. He did do that. Now, I'm glad you brought this up when talking about him being released is because you listen to the two players that were released today. One was Kylan Hill and one was Amari Rogers. And you listen to the narratives around the two of them. They are very, very different. Yep. Kylan Hill was released because he didn't want to either adjust to the role or they didn't like the way that he was, his character was, but you listen to Amari being released. Everybody's sad about it. Because he works his ass off and because he is doing the best job that he could. And he was put in a role that he was not drafted for. He was not drafted to be a return man. But they put him back there and he continued to work at it. Bisaccia and LaFleur were both disappointed that they were losing him off the team because of how hard he works. 
I hope he so, gets picked up and has a chance somewhere else as a wide yeah, receiver. I agree. If, if a change of scenery does something for him, uh, good for him. I, I was uh, hoping we'd keep him on and try to develop him more as a wide receiver. More return man is what I wanted. Yeah, that's what I wanted. At the end of at the end, of, what did I say? I said that Sunday too. I was like, I think this experiment has failed. Mm-hmm. But I hope we try to continue uh, developing him as a wide receiver for our offense. And I think I this wonder... well into the injury report when Bryant yeah. talks about it because there's a player that uh, that this affects. But, you know, like I said, one of the things that I thought about with this game was that everybody... This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He contributed even Amari Rogers, and I wanted to bring up that storyline, you know, with the the narratives of the two players that were released today um, between these two. So um, I'm going to let Bryant give us the Packers versus Titans injury report. It's kind of weird being on the short week, but we got it. Yeah. So I'm not even going to get too into it too much because I looked at it today, and I'm for I remember I made the I, I made the joke about it being a um, CVS, CVS receipt last week. <laughs> it is like two of them this week. That's it bad. is a disaster. It's all estimated, so, so like it's tough to figure yeah, out. A lot of estimated. The big ones I want to talk about are Randall Cobb being activated off of IR. Well, designated too. Sounds like he's going to play. Um, I'm not too worried about David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins not playing because these were walkthroughs and it's not a short week. I mean, uh, not practicing. And then Caleb Farley of the Tennessee Titans, there are, their secondary is already struggling a lot. And now he just got put on IR. Yeah. So um, that's a big one for them. Uh, yeah, Christian Watson time. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they have an outside linebacker. I, about their defense. Because I, I don't know enough about these Titans, the Titans even to tell you like, for example, Bud Dupree didn't practice. I don't know if it's just like what they're what we're doing with you know um, Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. So it's really hard to give a real accurate report other than it looks like Cobb has a good chance to play. Um, really looks like Chris Barnes will be back from his concussion. Um, mm-hmm. I was happy to see Devontae Wyatt was a, listed as a full participant today. He did come back into the game. And other yeah. than that, nothing crazy other than, like I said, Cobb should be back. And then Caleb Farley getting put on IR is a blow yeah. to their secondary was running routes with Jordan love actually before the Cowboys game. And he was basically already saying, he's like, I'm going to be back as soon as I can be back. I think um, he said that if it wasn't for IR, he would play it against the Cowboys. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So basically everybody else, I haven't heard anything that anybody's going to miss anything or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and potentially getting Randall Cobb back, which is the other thing that I wanted to mention with Amari Rogers being cut is that we were talking about him potentially getting some more roles in the offense as a slot receiver with Randall Cobb coming back. That's not really 
a role that he's going to fill over Randall Cobb. That's for sure. Um, in an Aaron Rodgers led offense, it's going to be Randall Cobb. Um, and at that point, we'd just rather have the extra roster spot. Um, I wouldn't hate if he cleared waivers if we did bring him back and tried to salvage him. But I do think he's a perfect player for change of scenery. And I will, yeah. I will not be shocked if he gets claimed. And I hope he does. Yeah. If Simmons is very good by anywhere or other than the Bears, because then he'll never. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that'll be that'll be tough for him. Um, if the Texans hadn't burned their waiver claim on Eno Benjamin, I could have seen him landing in Houston. Yeah. Um, with Nico Collins being on and off the injury report, but we'll see. And and Amari Rogers is going to be pretty much exactly the way we feel about Mike McCarthy, where it's like we don't like how his tenure ended in Green Bay, but you know we wish him the best unless he's playing against us. Yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty much I would say how we. All I do think the Bears. I really think, <laughs> I really think the Bears should claim him, and he should be the returner against us. True, absolutely <laughs> true, absolutely true. Um, don't get hundred bucks. He'd return a touchdown on us. I know that'd be the that'd be it too. <laughs> he'd wear twenty three just to piss us off. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the return man front, the Packers did sign to the practice squad today, D.D. Westbrook. Um, I will say I don't think he's going to play on Thursday. That would be a really quick turnaround. Um, but potentially expect him to see against Philadelphia. So if he could return a, a punt for a touchdown against Philadelphia like they did to us, that would be sweet. He has one in his career. So. I was going to say, he has yeah. he has punt return experience. I think that's oh, yeah. the, really the yeah. only reason. This week it'll be in. Nixon for sure. Um, maybe Toure, but I don't think he's got any punt return experience. I, I thought Nixon did fine returning punts. Well, and yeah, the thing fine. with D.D. Westbrook yeah. is he had a 700-yard season and a 660-yard season, so he can add a little bit there, too. Sure. Uh, so, Yeah, that's just yeah. depth at that point, too. Um, yeah, I don't hate the claim at all. I mean, yeah, the sign. We'll need to plan for Watson now, so that should help running and play-action game. Did any of you guys bring up that stat about play-action, about how much play-action the Packers ran? 58% or something. This game, I think it was 52. 52% of their pass plays were play-action. Yeah. So that was also kind of like what helped neutralize Micah Parsons too. Yep. Well, I mean, we were running the ball down their throats. And yeah. he, I think he said something along the lines after the game. He was like, we can't rush. You know, we can't rush. You yeah. can't have an effective pass rush if yeah. you don't stop yeah. the run. It was something yeah. like that. Yeah. Something along yeah, well, those lines. I heard a lot of people saying after the game, you can't you can't get a sack on a running play. And yep. it was right. Okay. It was a good, great game plan. So I want to go to – I'm going to go to Bryant first. He's going to talk about the Packers' two-minute offense and the running game. So for the two-minute offense, I just – for me, it was just so atrocious. And we keep getting mixed signals. At first, it was Aaron Rodgers. We were told that Aaron Rodgers calls the two minutes. By his reaction and what was going on, I don't think that was the case. I Like, running it on first down, and, and there's still mixed signals. Like, Aaron Rodgers did say after the game, he's like, yeah, I pretty much hated every call, right? Um so I, they were cooking at that point. I really feel like you can run it on first down. After that, you still have Aaron freaking Rodgers. I get it. You're running the ball well. But I, I, the fact that it really seemed like Matt LaFleur is just playing for overtime. With what the, bothered with me the was that they on, called that second time out after like 15 seconds ran off the clock. Yeah. yeah. That's what bothered I, me about that sequence. I just feel like you throw it. If you're going to take a shot, you take it on second down. If mm-hmm. you hit it, you hit it. If you don't, you run it on third down down, or whatever you're going to do. Right. So I get it. And then, and Aaron Rodgers can, 
be upset with Matt LaFleur. Fine. It was a really stupid play by Aaron Rodgers to throw that ball away. Yeah. At that point, you just kneel. You just sit down. Slide. Yep. And you make them at least use a timeout. Yep. I agree. Um, so overall, it was just a complete cluster. You know what? Like, it was just, it was insane. Like, so, and <laughs> Matt LaFleur, since he became head coach, has been asked numerous times by Aaron Nagler and other people that we love to watch, hey, are you guys going to ever institute a hurry-up offense? Or two-minute. They they just don't have one. Like, I'm convinced they do not have a hurry-up offense. And if you think about it, a lot of the times that we've had that, like we've had success in that, it was like a big throw from Aaron yeah, Rodgers. One okay. throw to Devonte Adams, like, to San, for San Even Francisco. Even this year, they've had, like, yeah. really quick three, four-minute yeah. 80-yard drive. They've done it. Yeah. yeah. So I just, like, they need to do something. And because we've seen it against Detroit or whoever it was. They were just letting time just drain off the clock. They couldn't get up and get moving. I get it that he had young wide receivers in the game the game at the time. They need to get something. I really hope, like, in these walkthroughs that they practice some two-minute warning, you know, two-minute mm-hmm. drill football. It was just atrocious. Now for I the running, it'll be a factor in this Tennessee game. Actually, yeah. the two-minute offense. I do think it's going to yeah. be a factor because I think this game is going to be relatively close. Yeah, good, um, really good defense. So for the running game, um, I was thinking like, hey, if we can run it forty-five percent of the time, that'd be great. Nope, we went, we went full bore. We ran it sixty-six percent of the time. <laughs> it was like I have it written down. It was, was uh, Rogers' least our, amount of pass attempts to two thousand and ten. Yeah. We ran it 39 times and passed it 20. That's amazing. I don't know that that's going to work every week, but I can tell you right now, you could tell that it really, like the play action was absolutely cooking. And with having Watson on there, it, like we need to run the ball. We're going to have, so I don't want to get, you know, spoil if anyone's going to talk about this, but for the running game against the Titans, this kind of reminds me of, I feel like this is going to be like our game against Tampa Bay. We're not going to have all that much success. We might not have all that much success running the ball, but you absolutely have to stick with it because the Titans have, um, they have the second best rush defense in the league, right? They're only averaging 3.9 yards a carry and have only given up two touchdowns all season. Okay. 85 yards a game. So, so also on top of that, while you just threw that out there, that was, after the Giants ran for like 200 and some yards on them. So ever since week one, 53 yards per game allowed. That's disgusting. Yeah, that is so on rush really for 164 gross. in week one. And the, and the reason yeah. why I say we have Oh, it was a one. I thought it – well, I that think was just one. That's just Saquon. Yeah, yeah okay, just Saquon. Yeah. Okay. So, and the reason I say we have to stick with the run is because along with their second-best rush defense in the league, they have the second-worst pass defense in terms of giving yep. up yards. So if we can continue to stick with the run and get the play action going and Caleb Farley's out, we should be able to move the ball on offense. So that's all. I, I love the fact that we stuck with the running game. I love the fact that Aaron Jones, even coming off injury, had all those carries. And I'm going to tell you what, that might have been A.J. Dillon's best game of the season, too. He that's ran so hard, um, ran a couple people over. Like It was just an all-around – Great I think he had like a 20 yard or what was that 20 yard run in like the fourth yard, or 17 or something yeah. or he just like he just chucked that dude aside he's like nope and there was a couple times you've seen him just completely moving the pile yeah. like so i i just i love the fact that we continue to run the game the ball and um i really hope we're pretty much this is like our 
I think this is our success, like key to success pretty much every game is trying to have a 50-50 split. So, well, Brian we'll took my key to victory already. Um, <laughs> so for me, I was That's looking what at get, what, what, where the Titans yeah. defense is vulnerable. That's for earlier. And Brian kind of touched on it already with them having the second best rushing defense and the second worst passing defense. Um, bottom line, Aaron Jones is our best player. Aaron Jones is the best player on the Green Bay Packers in 2022. Yes. Um, it's still Aaron Rodgers, but that's fine. Still Aaron Rodgers. Season specifically. It's overall, it's yes. But the best performer this season, I feel, is Aaron. The, the stats say he's the best, but it's still Aaron Rodgers. Um, that said, our best player, second best player, whatever you want to say, Aaron's the best. They both own Dallas. Aaron is the best. Aaron <laughs> um, is the best. Aaron versus Tennessee's strength. Uh, that, you know, the pass game came alive. Just that's what Tennessee's weakness is. But Tennessee has six wins this season by a total points. Total. That is an average of a six-point margin of victory for their six wins. You they said 36? 36 total. They lost to the Bills by 34. They did. They got stopped by the Bills. <laughs> so, um, that said, they're only allowing 18.7 points per game. Um, Danico Autry has seven sacks. He's pretty much going to be game plan the same way you would game plan um, for Lawrence and Micah Parsons. Um, Tennessee has three guys over five sacks. So it's going to need to be balanced, but their passing defense is vulnerable. They give up an average of 272 passing yards per game. Yeah, that's an average of Damn. 270. It's pretty bad. That's very bad. Um, in week one, Saquon, like I mentioned, he went for 164 rushing yards. Um, obviously, it's week one, so it's not like it's something that they've recently dealt with. Mm. Week two, Josh Allen passed for 317 yards and four touchdowns on them. Yep. And in week nine, Patrick Mahomes passed for 446 yards and had a rushing and a passing touchdown. So can rack up the yards. Like I said last week, a key to victory for last week was getting seven, not three, or turnovers. Pretty much going to be the same thing here. If you can move the ball with the pass, do it, but you got to finish drives when you do it because Tennessee does not give up a lot of points. Um, so as far as the offense is concerned, um, I want to go to Jake to talk about the Aaron Rodgers going back to Deshaun Watson and also his turtleneck. <laughs> um, be wearing it Thursday. He will be. Watson. So I'm going to bring up something that nobody brought up yet. I said Watson. Um, the offensive line for the Green Bay Packers, we had the offensive line that we wanted and nobody left. So we had the offensive line that we wanted the entire game, and you see the kind of run game that we had. I thought that was something that needed to be brought up. So Rodgers going back to Watson. Uh, this is just another one of those narratives that we got to kill, right? It's got to die. Rodgers hates rookies. Rodgers doesn't trust people. Um, Rodgers threw two perfect passes passes to Watson on the first drive. Sorry, it's been a while since I talked, so a <laughs> little tongue-tied. <laughs> um, he I threw two perfect passes. He had an in-route, and he had a back-shoulder throw, and they are both in the perfect spot. And I'm sorry, I got to do this. I got to call my dad. He texted me. He was like, two perfect passes. What's wrong with this kid? And I'm just like, relax, yo. Chill out, man. It's cool, man. It's the first drive. 
Let's relax. And Rogers goes over to him and he says, "We're gonna get, we're gonna get one of these." That was, I'm paraphrasing, but he goes he over. The to ball's him. coming back to you, buddy. Yeah, he said, "We're we're gonna get one of these, right?" And immediately after that quote and Rogers' belief in him, and they don't, sh- you know, the camera's on him for fucking two hours and forty five minutes, but apparently in those fifteen minutes, it's not. He's being <laughs> it's the only one he's doing. It's the only one he's doing good yeah. things. Oh yeah, yeah, only one he's talking to his wide receivers during the games. But but the cameraman's like, Watson, oh, Aaron Rodgers is talking to a wide receiver. Got to go back to Aaron Andrews. Yeah, as, as soon as Watson got, or I mean, Watson fair, drops though. the ball, you know, it's just like. We got to see how Rogers reacts, right? And then you know he goes over and talks to him. We don't see that, right? And it's, back to McCarthy. It, oh, yeah, sorry, I got to zoom out. <laughs> that was rude. Oh. <laughs> um, I just want that. I just want that narrative to die. That's the reason I wanted to bring this up. Is Rogers went right back to him right after those two drops? Obviously, had the the massive game, the big touchdown. Um, yeah, I thought uh, I thought that was important. Uh, to mm-hmm. talk about, and I just hate how the camera doesn't show him. I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Um, so to talk about Turtleneck Rogers, <laughs> uh, here we go, baby. So in games, thirty-two degrees are lower. Rogers is twenty-eight and eight, six and three in the playoffs. He was two sixty-eight of four eleven, three thousand five hundred fifty-eight yards, thirty-three touchdowns, six interceptions. And a 113.2 rating. I'll tell you right now, the bad man with the turtleneck is coming back on Thursday. Me and Tyler are going to be live in Lambeau. And turtleneck Rogers is about to destroy some t- Tennessee Titans, and I cannot fucking wait. Tennis turtleneck Rogers might be the biggest legend to ever step foot in Lambeau. I will die on that hill. What about what about Hoodie James Jones? No, oh, that's a good one too. Hoodie James Jones is awesome. For one year, but Turtleneck Rogers has been fucking people up for years, man. <laughs> I just had to bring up the hoodie. I started wearing my hoodie under my jersey after that. <laughs> I'll definitely be wearing a hoodie under my jersey on Thursday night. It's gonna be cold as fuck out, <laughs> dude. It's gonna be cold as shit. <laughs> oh, you're both going um, to the end. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yep. Well, I had to um, bring my best friend, right? I'm still in Maryland, so you're lying. <laughs> uh, and James again, topic. I am not above it. You know, one more time. Good story. You. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is just going to come out looking like that old picture of The Rock, you know, the one with the purse and <laughs> <laughs> fanny pack, not a purse. Yeah, yeah. whatever. It's right. a European handbag. Like he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna come out and just smoke him looking like. <laughs> Greg, I'm going to give you the same answer as I did when you when you asked about us being down 14 to the Cowboys. It's not panic time until they're mathematically eliminated. And even then, we're going to switch from they can still make the playoffs to what are we going to take away? You, mm-hmm. with the way that we are structuring this show is we're here to talk about Wisconsin sports. But we're also here to do it in a way that can positively not only affect the four of our mental health, but of those watching us. So we want people to be able to apply these same like mindsets that we are taking to these things and apply them to their lives because that's what we've done. And honestly, I can say personally, honestly, it has made a difference for me. Um, This is like a really personal example, but my grandma passed away last Wednesday. Her funeral was today. And I can honestly say that like working on my mindset with this and with this show that Jake and I have taken at this route, has made a difference for me. It has made a difference in the most 
important way is dealing with the loss of a loved one. I can honestly say that. So I don't think you're going to catch any of us panicking. Um, maybe panic's the wrong word that he's trying like, to portray. We get frustrated at times. That's for certain. Um, Bryant has the way that he takes care of it is when he's frustrated <laughs> after games is <laughs> – he doesn't. He doesn't like. Beat Simon wants to say anything. something completely different. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> or he doesn't beat anything else either. Um, <laughs> but he's like, like <laughs> but like he, he takes he takes like a half an hour after the game, and then he comes back. He doesn't like who on it or anything like that. Like, there's there's ways of of thinking about these things that even if even if uh, it's failed to meet expectations, like Jake and I dealt with this with the Brewers. The failure to meet expectations for the Brewers to miss the playoffs was a failure to meet expectations for a team that we were hoping to have a deep playoff run. Um, there are still positive takeaways. Christian Watson's game against the Cowboys, if the Packers could lose the rest of the season. That game on Sunday for Christian Watson will still be a positive takeaway of this season. Absolutely will be still be a positive takeaway. Romeo Dobbs living up to the hype train will absolutely be a positive takeaway of this season, regardless of what the record is. There will still be positive takeaways, even if the expectations aren't met. And that's why, like I said, I don't think you're going to catch us panicking. Like, we're not going to be – you're not going to catch us saying some of the disgusting shit that we have seen on the internet the, the past five weeks. Absolutely. Like, the word I used when I'm talking about the batters on Saturday was abhorrent. Like, I absolutely fucking hate the way that I've seen some people reacting when things don't go our way. It's disgusting seeing people turn on their fan bases, turn on their team that they're a part of their fan base. And that's part of it. Exactly. Turning on the players. Um, You know, we talk about Amari Rogers being frustrated that he turns the ball over, but still wanting him to do better somewhere else. Unless he's playing against us. Yeah. Um, You know, and it's, and Bill, it's a big thing. A lot of places focus on the negative stuff because it gets you to click on their shit. That's yeah. why they'll do it. You they know, will what, what was that one you named, Bryant? Yeah. Wisconsin Trash Heroics or whatever? I can't yeah. remember that. Because they're, they'll put a, a storyline out there like Packers fans rejoice in release of disgruntled receiver or turnover prone receiver or whatever it was. I didn't look at it because it was just fucking annoying. Yeah. Because Amari Rogers is oh, still Oh, God, a that was so terrible, that, that headline. They said awesome. if he succeeds somewhere else – is Aaron Rodgers a disgruntled trash or, or yeah. washed up quarterback? I'm just thinking, like, was he disgruntled or washed up when he won the MVP and Amari Rodgers was on the team last year? Yeah, so, like, that's, what I, that's so, such a yeah. It's very well said, Tyler. The thing is, people get into this negative mindset, and no matter even if something positive happens, they have to say something negative. But look, these three will tell you I'm a totally different person during the game. I I want our fan base no, to be passionate. On, <laughs> Shut up. <Come> on. <laughs> he's watched games with me live more than anyone else in my life. Like he's the only person. I have a lot less. So, yeah, and, and both on TV we've had some good good moments, and then in in person we've seen like six or seven games together. Yeah. Um, but including the NFC Championship game, so mm-hmm. talk about that one. But um, so I I want our fans to be passionate and express emotion during the game. But that doesn't mean go on Facebook because someone dropped a pass or he gets a concussion and start just blasting him. This is why, like, what I do is whether we win or lose, 
well, normally when I'm more excited, but if we lose, I literally do like I take some, you know, I put my phone down for like a half an hour or so, and then I get back to talking to our chat because we're already preparing for the next show right away. You see, I mean, I'm not the only one that says some stuff during the game too, like, oh, this is like Amari needs to be done or whatever we need to say, right? Doesn't mean, I mean we, we want we him said to... it like Sammy yeah. Watkins is a perfect example. Yeah. After the Detroit game, we were all saying to leave him in Detroit. Yep. What what I'll say is listening to you talk about it, what I would say is that that's you switching from your emotional mindset to your rational mindset. Yep. So I want to address a couple comments. Sam, thank you for thoughts and prayers. Bill, also thank you for sticking around, um, following with you. Um, there's, there's a lot of negativity out there. And honestly, social media is, it's just a cancer of social media negativity. It's terrible. Um, I've brought the statistic up that, um, I know I've brought it up on Wednesdays with Jake. You will see nine negative posts per positive post that you will see. You come to the Wisco Fanatics page, you will not find any negativity on our page. None. And, you know, what it is is that, too, I'm not going to apologize for it. If you come onto the Wisco Fanatics page and you start commenting a bunch of negative shit, I will delete it and we'll block you, honestly. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna see that we're trying to do this positively and you're still gonna come at us with negativity, you're not the person that we're trying to reach and trying to help, trying to change. You have I, to. Be I will say to though, first. I I don't mind. I don't mind criticism, right? I, I mean, I, I feel like this team, more than in our recent past, has deserved more criticism than any team. But you can also find constructive ways to put that information out there too. The way and, that we do and that. that's great. I, I love communicating in a constructive way with people that share, you know, like these guys, like uh, it's kind of how we more or less found each other is we just kind of talked about the Packers yeah. and that was it and in a positive manner. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how this came to be. And I, I love that. And um, even outside of the live show that we're having, you know, a few hours a week at least just talking about Packers stuff and bouncing ideas off each other. Um, did you see this or did you see this? Yep. Or if, if one guy has part of a show, we'll shoot them something important yep. about that. That may, they may or may not know. Um, Clips from interviews, yeah. all that stuff. There's a lot that goes into it on your point of criticism. I will say there's two sides of the coin where there's a lot of criticism and on one side of the coin is complaining yeah, And that's what we try to avoid. The other side of the, the criticism coin is we, instead of saying, you know, this is the criticism we have, we instead ask the question of what can improve and then ask how. Yeah. It's just that simple change from, from growth of asking how to improve, get better. That's a growth mindset versus complaining and just saying, this sucks. Where do you grow from this sucks? Fire the coach, all, this yeah, guy, I'm, trade that guy, fire the GM, fire this guy, fire that trade. What, what does that sound? That's, that's where you go from there. And I, I love, I, I'm all for criticism, but when you come with it, just come with an educator responsibility to talk on it. We did this. Me and Simon wrote each like opposing articles in our in our uh, Wisco Ball um, blog, where I I took the trend analysis for Amari Rogers, and um, obviously I'm not like trying to rub it in Simon's face. Like I was right. I don't care that I was right. It, the fact was that it was actually it was really fun to read, 
you know, going back and looking at what I wrote and then versus what Simon wrote, like, hey, let's continue to give him a chance. And it could have very well been that if he would have just been a wide receiver and he's not, if he's not returning kicks for us, he's still on this team, right? They're still mm-hmm. developing as a wide receiver, but there's just too much, there's too much that has happened there. And I think the coaching staff and um, Tyler talks about this a lot. Jake talks about this a lot, the mentals in sports, like it, he needs a mental change. And I'm hoping that he finds the right mental change and he, he succeeds unless he's playing us. Right. So Brian, talk about momentum. So uh, um, I want to talk about momentum, not necessarily in this game, because it was interesting to see how I seen earlier in the, in this game, we went on a 14 0 run. They won a 21 0 run and we went on a 17 0 run to win the game. That was so. I'm not going to talk about momentum in that sense. I want to talk about building on momentum going into this game and further. This game is so huge for us. If we can, if we can take care of business Thursday night against a really good Titans team, but I would argue a Titans team that is very similar to the team we just beat, right? So with their front front line and everything like that, and, but actually they're passing they're passing offense is a lot worse. But if we can build this momentum, get into a mini buy, we already seen Philly trip up a little bit. I can't remember who they play next weekend, but if we can just we talked about it, if we can just this t- this is the type of team that can go on a run and on a tear, and if they start playing the way they can play, and Aaron Rodgers gets hot, we can beat anyone in this this league. Defense at any given moment can shut down a team just from the skill that's on it. Right. So they play the the Colts this weekend. So I just like, this is such a huge game for us building momentum. So one of my huge, like what's that, you know, some people do what's at stake and it's the momentum and getting into a mini buy. This team needs a break and mini buy. If if they can go in and take care of business and then Matt LaFleur gets to walk in that locker room and say, I'll see you in on Monday. That's like it's. I feel like it's gonna rejuvenate this team so much. You'd be like, I think okay, it would be good for the fan base too to have ten yeah. days off with a win, yeah. then That's ten true. days off with a loss. Yeah. Just three because more extra days to stew on a loss. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm, I'm not gonna be here next week for the show because I'm going on a family vacation. Um, but if we lose, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that it's you three. <laughs> I'm sorry because after <laughs> people are gonna lose their minds for all weekend right i mean i, I saw people calling it over the season over with a five percent chance to make the playoffs yeah so and you know exactly. what happened after their win against dallas they went from a five percent chance to a 25 percent chance to make the playoffs yeah they, and the eagles play the colts by the way yeah, yeah. isaac's so, talking about the following week. <laughs> i know bryant meant yeah. this coming weekend when he said next weekend i know no. yeah sorry. I mean, did i not just say that you did week 11. okay i was gonna say yeah. um, <laughs> bryant was reiterating yeah so, so um, the other thing, if we can build the momentum, sorry, if, just to finish up, if we can build the momentum, give them a mental break and get ready for this final push, like this team will feel like a different team if they're five and six, getting a mini buy heading into Philadelphia, where it's probably going to be cold. It's going to be the type of weather we want to play in. And guess how they just got beat last night by running the ball down their throats. And guess what this team can do? They, Aaron Rodgers said this a couple of weeks ago. He said the weather's turning cold and we can run the ball really well. Guess what? It's really starting to turn cold. Um, so I, I really hope we can build this momentum. I think it'd be huge for this team, and I'm I'm really excited to see what we can do with it if we, if we can continue to um, if we take care of business on Thursday night. That actually ties really well into Sam's question. He actually asked if predictions on Dylan going off against the Titans again. Um, last time we played the Titans, it was snowing. 
Um, and AJ Dillon ran for what, like 123 yards or something like that. Yep. Um, and, and more then, importantly, yeah, we held Cobb um, returning this week too. We did actually mention Cobb when we were talking about the um, the injury report and that how that also factored into the release of Amari Rogers. But yep. um, and I think it's going forward we need the AJ Dillon that we got in the Dallas game. I think Bryant said it that that was his best. It was either Bryant or Simon said that it was his best game of the season. And I agree. Bryant. Um. Yeah, I suppose that was smart. So probably didn't yeah. come <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to talk about was not quitting on the team. Um, Jake, Brian, and I were on the show last week, and we talked about reasons not to quit. Mm-hmm. Not only did it send, you know, uh, potentially negative ideas to the young guys, like to say it's okay to give up when you're, you know, when you're done. And we didn't stand for that, and we don't. Um, so. Last time the Packers were down 14 and came back to win was actually in Detroit. Um, in 2019, they came back to win 23-20. Uh, um, Jake brought up the Rudy Ford interception. Packers could have gone down 14 to nothing early in this game, and Rudy Ford came up with an interception. At that point, when Dallas was in the red zone, up 7 to nothing before that interception, Yahoo had Dallas at an 85% chance to win that game. Wow. And, oh, it gets worse. Um, <laughs> when they're up 28 to 14 in the fourth quarter, Yahoo had them at a 96% win probability. That's where that 195 and 0 comes in. That is now 195 and 1. That's what not quitting does to you. That's something that happened 196 times, and this game was the one. And you tell me that a 5% chance means that it's basically over. Fuck that. 5% is 5%. And now it's 25. I wonder what our chance are mathematically eliminated. And you will not catch us worrying about it any other way. I wonder what our chance to make the playoffs, right? When they'd like to do these on the run the table year. And even in 2010. I want to know what our chances were to do that. And people still look back and say it can't happen. I don't. Like, Bro, I'm not Aaron fucking Rogers, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, what else do I need to fucking oh, say? Seriously, like, period. We got Aaron Rodgers. Because I'm, I'm crazy. Like, I I looked at that last night and I was like, well, here's all the teams we have to play are past yet. And I looked up who they have to play. Guess what? A lot of them play each other. So some of those are gonna some of them are gonna lose those games. It yeah. as much as like it was awesome to see Washington you know, beat Philly last night. It actually hurt Green Bay, right? Because that would be one of the teams facing. But, like, a lot of them still play each other a lot. So if Green Bay can take care of business and find a way to get to 10-7, and we're fine. Yeah. All you need is a chance. Just give me a chance. This is where, like, the Bears fans are like, oh, we're trying to lose. And it's like, why? I hate that mentality so much. Did anybody expect the Giants to be in the wild card in the playoff hunt? You can't oh, watch yeah. that. You can't watch the, the Bears game the last three weeks when they score like twenty nine points and say they're trying to lose. Yeah, I, I also just hate that mentality as like a fan. Like I'll never cheer for the Packers to lose if that means they get a higher draft. No, that's dumb. Yeah. I don't. Even, I don't even care. I don't care if we're two games. We're two and thirteen. I'm still gonna cheer for them week yeah. sixteen to win. I don't I don't give dude I've debunked that that narrative ten times are on the show bro my whole point on that is 
it doesn't fucking matter if you have the fourth pick or the fucking 24th pick. It doesn't guarantee your fucking players better. It doesn't. doesn't. Rodgers was the 24th fucking pick in the first round. Guess what? He's the best fucking player from that draft. End hey, of where, story. Where, where was Tom Brady picked? 199. I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard that. It was sixth round, 199. Okay, whatever. I'm sorry. I watched the football life thing. Yeah. No, you probably just, you know, watched a season of football in the last 20 years. That ties into my Simon says. So, oh my God. How? All right. All right. right. So, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to Simon, talk about the defense and Joe Barry. Um, and then we'll get into some matchups and some keys to victory. So I guess just it's so like, another one I, of those everybody wants this guy fired, even though they really shouldn't. Are you asking me? I was just saying it that Joe Barry is one of those guys that people tried to scapegoat for oh uh, that's actually a good point because I was gonna mention that. I remember I brought it up Sunday. As much as people want to uh fire Joe Barry. He's, this is the only defense in the NFL that hasn't allowed 30 points this season. I just want to throw that out there real quick. I think that's really, really funny. Um, so, yeah. So, but going back to the defense, I mean, this is this game should be simple. <laughs> Stop Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the dude is an absolute monster, right? Like, one of the best running backs in the league. Um, Six foot three, like two forty-five or whatever he is, just an absolute freak of a man. Just an F one fifty with with legs. Hey, yeah, question, just... question for you guys: Have you ever compared um, AJ Dillon's and Derrick Henry's combine stats and measurements? Really close, almost identical. Yeah, really, that's crazy. almost identical. So are like their first two seasons in the NFL. Yeah, because so... Derrick Henry was behind Demarco Murray for a little bit. Hey, bro, we got some. What's going on there? <laughs> That's, That's you, you later. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh, I missed it. Go into the comments. It's because it's blocked. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think I just have the regular stream. Anyways, so, yeah, this defense has been very frustrating to watch, the run defense especially. We're allowing 4.8 yards per carry this year, and it just – it's – it could be a rough game if things bend in the Titans' way. If Derrick Henry gets on a roll, they could end up just controlling the time of possession, setting up the play action for Tannehill. I, I, I mean, their wide receiving option is aren't great. I feel Rob, like they have a like Robert Woods guys in the box kind of game. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I feel that too. And I'm but not, they they, they, they don't they, have a single wide receiver. I'm scared of. Yeah, Robert Woods off an ACL uh, late last season. Nick Westbrook, Ikeen, just had his only two touchdowns of the season last week against the Broncos. Austin Hooper, who's a guy at this point. I, I don't <laughs> he, think he's – Yeah, that's like, what he is. He's a guy. Right? He's a guy. And Traylon Burks is on and off. Oh, yeah, and then Tra- Traylon Burks on and off. Right now, Simon? Huh? Are you assuming his gender right now in 2022? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this show's gonna get canceled already. So yeah, well, <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. Um, so yeah, like you said, none of the receivers really scare me. And Tannehill, he's not an amazing quarterback. He's not a total bum. 
Uh, he does have that's not going to win you games or lose you yeah. games. Is how I feel about it. He, he does have a, a little bit of athleticism to him. Um, I, I, think I think back to the Miami. What's up? I think he's a little beat up right now. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. They did some weird stuff with Malik Willis against the Broncos that didn't work. I, I, I think they're just trying anything to get an offensive spark because um, Derrick Henry kind of got held in check last week. Because he's um, all that they got. <laughs> yeah. And I'm hoping our defense can kind of do the same, right? I think he had like 19 carries for 59 yards or something. I, I think that's a little unrealistic for our defense. I, I wouldn't be complaining if it happened to be like that. But if we did what we did last time, because I what was it two years ago, 2020, right? It's, same issues. Run defense kind of crap. And every fan base was like, oh, yeah, Derek Henry's going to run all over you guys. I think we did a fairly decent job. 98 uh, yards. Yeah, 23 carries, 98 yards, 4.2 per clip. That's not bad. I would take that every single game with this defense. Um, it makes a difference that Chris Barnes is going to potentially it, be available. Yes, that's, that's a big does. boost. It yep. does. And so – yeah, I mean, I don't foresee a ton. Henry had 19 for 53. Oh, 53. Uh, excuse me. So even you know worse than I thought. Um, but yeah, also uh, I know Gary's hurt right now. I've actually been pretty pretty good with our pass rush. I, I feel like the past couple weeks that Gary hasn't played, they've been they've been putting some pressure on some of these guys. Um, especially when it Barry, matters. Huh? When it matters, especially. Yes, when it matters. Yeah, when it matters, like on third downs and stuff. But Enik Bari looks good. What do you guys think? Like, I, I feel like there was a, there was one play last game where he sniffed out a screen pass uh, in the red zone, and it caused Dak to take a sack. I believe he ran out of bounds technically. I mean, I've been saying it for like four weeks that if there's a guy that deserves more playing time, it's Kingsley Anigbari. And, and he, and he, he, sh- he showed Barry, up. It's a necessity. Yeah. So yep. I'm he happy for him for the opportunity that he's getting. That's a positive takeaway. Even if the Packers miss the playoffs, Kingsley Anigbari having the opportunity to grow as a pass rusher, as a rookie to really show that he's the steal of the draft that, yeah. that it was said that he was in the fifth round. That's a positive takeaway. Even regardless of what the end of the season is. Kingsley yeah. Anikbari got an opportunity. You, you know what's funny is, like, people are crapping on, like, Devontae Wyatt because we haven't seen a ton of him. And Quay Walker's been – yeah, he's coming along. And Quay Walker's been up and down. And Christian Watson, obviously, before last game was, you know, not really a thing. But, like, you know, fourth-round pick Romeo Dobbs having a couple really good games. Anikbari's coming along huge. Some of these late-round guys – Zach Thomas started. Zach, like Zach Tom, Yeah. And he's played, he's played decent, not tremendous, you know, not all pro level. But Solid. when you can take a guy, a rookie, from one of the later rounds, plug him in for a game, and not have to really sit there and see him get squashed every play, I count that as a win. Yeah. Every Greg, day not the steal win. of the draft, a steal at his draft position. Yes, not yeah. steal of the draft. Yeah, we're not. I can make an argument for a good steal over, over Dubs. I mean, think about it. He's coming in for a Rashawn Gary, a guy that could be an all pro level player and was having an all pro season. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, um, I mean that that would be my argument for him is he's looked he's looked sure. good and our, our pass rush has been 
you know, sustainable since we've lost our best pass rusher. Yeah, it's not so injured. I, I fucking hate that for him. I do absolutely hate it for him. I do too. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that doesn't deserve it. He's a he works his ass off and he he plays 100% every play. It sucks, man. But to your point about Zach Tom, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, I think, yesterday. Look, we're gonna have to make some moves. I don't want to get into the next offseason, but with the way he's playing. And if Elton Jenkins doesn't continue to like uh, prove improve, we're probably going to let him at least test the market. And Zach yeah, Tom, if he does get old, crazy paid by someone else, having Zach Tom on the roster right now is huge for us. And yeah. we still there's still a couple other players like Josh Nyman. Like Ryan. we need at this point, Maybe we have to say him. Josh Nyman. Yeah, exactly. So I think this has been a pretty good draft so far. I can't think yeah. of a player in this draft other than maybe a tree carpenter or something that. I can't think of it. And I, he's he, contributing he on special teams. Special teams so. tackles. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he had a really big tackle I, like, last on Sunday. Yeah. Aside he from Sean, what, the 10, the 12, something like yeah, that. Like that. Kickoff? Aside yeah. from Sean Ryan and Rasheed Walker, who's I think Rasheed Walker has been active and probably playing on special teams. I haven't looked at the snaps. But yeah. this yeah. this draft class has actually contributed quite a bit. So I'm pretty excited yeah. about it. Greg, Devontae Wyatt at this point, he's a prospect playing behind some guys that are performing really well. If Jaron Reed hadn't been playing very well, we'd probably see more of Devontae Wyatt. But being able to bring him in, bring him on, and not be forcing him into a giant role that could potentially discourage his confidence, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Um, yeah. Hey, Greg, go It's where they needed to draft him if they wanted him on the team, bottom line. Um, and with the performance that we're getting on our defensive line, rotating him in, it's fine. Just keep giving him a couple more snaps each game, and we'll see what he is at the end of the season, and then go forward from that. Um, Darren Reed's only on a one-year deal, so not to super change the subject. You guys want to hear something funny? While I was just looking something up, Aaron Rodgers has a sixty-run block grade this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, Greg, I want to answer your question. All I'm going to say is our draft picks don't have to hit as much as your draft picks have to hit. I don't mean that as a dig, but as a Lions fan, you know that you need players every single season. So your draft picks mean a lot more to your success in the future than to us. We can we can bring in a guy like a Jaron Reed and put him next to a Kenny Clark, a guy that's already established, and be like, okay, this guy will fit good with this guy. You know, if Devontae Wyatt just slowly develops, that's fine with me. We saw that with Rashawn Gary. I predicted that with Watson. I said Watson was going to be like the Gary of the offense. Super athletic, crazy, crazy athlete, right? And we're going to give him time to develop. And, yeah, and he's going to come into his own, right? Our draft picks don't have to hit immediately like yours, but you guys grade them on the same scale, and that's not fair. That's what I'm going to leave that at. Yeah, that's fair. All right, Jake, give us the weather. Oh, Tyler, I hope hope you're ready, buddy. It's going to be cold. I know. I got to layer up. So – because I'm going, I looked up on two different apps. Um, one oh, said look at this guy doing his homework. And one said 18 degrees. So it's going to be somewhere in that 20 to 18. Um, winds west at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And oddly enough, on the weather report, it said one Packers win. So they called it. Oh. That's all I'm Good to know. Dubs. <laughs> all right. So let's get into some keys of victory. Bryant pretty much already revealed mine when. <laughs> okay. Bro, you guys. All right. 
<laughs> anyways so on the All keys right. to victory so my key to victory <laughs> uh, since we lost tyler here he's just frozen with all his glory um <laughs> uh, not giving just keep going okay try now buddy go ahead i don't know what happened i just work here <laughs> oh <laughs> my key to victory was keeping tennessee honest by using the run game even for modest gains um those two or three yard gains we talk about with aj dylan all the time apparently my joke was too much for jake that was a great joke that was great timing i, I appreciated that that was awesome <laughs> um <laughs> using the run game to keep the passing game honest using the the running game to keep the tennessee defense honest that's my key to victory brian you started talking so you can give yours yeah so my key to victory and i i'm sure it's everyone's and aside from yours it's just slowing down derrick henry so look um, we didn't, I didn't get to talk too much about the offense, but I just want to say this real quick. They're the lowest yards per game in the league in passing with only 140, sorry, second lowest in the uh, league with only 148 yards per game. You want to guess who's the, who's the lowest? Oh, <laughs> Chicago. Chicago Bears at 128 yards, but he's an elite quarterback. It's okay. Um, so, and they've only had eight <laughs> touchdowns on the they have allowed um, they have allowed 21 sacks, so it's the middle of the middle of the pack, kind of like Green Bay. Now their front seven is nastier than ours right now because of injuries and stuff for us. But we should be able to pressure him a little bit, and I don't anticipate them throwing on us a lot. So I do feel like for Mikey to victory, we can stack the box a lot more. And this is a team we kind of like when we played. Um, Tannehill is better than Bailey Zappi right now in his career, but kind of like when we played him, I said we we sh- we need to make him beat us deep. We need to make Tannehill try to beat us deep because I don't think they have someone on their team that's going to yeah, I don't think they have a deep threat. So you, the key focus has got to be slowing down Derrick Henry because he's the type of – he's the runner that gets stronger as the game goes along. Kind of like A.J. Dillon in that sense. Um, or A.J. Dillon's like Henry in that sense is how I should say that. Like if they get going, they get stronger throughout the game. If he – like Simon said, if he puts up like 100 or 75 yards in the first half, we're in for a very long – not saying we can't win, but we're in for a very long game. So – um, kind of like how you talked about our defense versus them, our offense, if we can get out to a couple score lead and force them to throw the ball, it's going to play right into our hands like it did when we beat them like 40 to 14. Greg, um, I brought this up when we played the Bears, that if Rodgers threw, if you took Rodgers passing touchdowns just against the Bears, that he would be fifth all time in passing touchdowns for the Bears franchise. <laughs> so... Um... <laughs> I know you said they don't really have a deep threat necessarily, but uh, Westbrook Ikeen does have an average depth of target of 16 yards. Yeah. So I mean that's so, fairly. So Kimmeray, DK, and Keontae Lewis, but uh, I'm not. I'm not saying it'll amount to anything. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that yeah. he would be the guy if they're going to try to chuck it deep. It's going to be him. Robert Woods just doesn't have the speed. He's always um, been a possession. And then, yeah, and Traylon Burks isn't that guy, in my opinion, either. Yeah, I love Robert Woods. He's a great wide receiver, I do especially for the ACL tear. I remember me and Simon yeah. wanting us to try to get him some way. Um, He's one of my favorite non-Packer players. This, I'll be this trees. Is, yeah, our our uh, our linebackers and safeties need to strap up and get ready to hit this dude. There's no arm tackling. No. Derek Henry. Okay, so get Simon ready to play his little game. Yeah, uh, I already talked about Derrick Henry, I feel like, enough. And I was going to make the point that their their pass rush is – I think they have three sacks in five straight games. So their their pass rush 
can kind of they can get there mm-hmm. which also brings me to my next point and i want to say i fucking told you so about david Bakhtiari. every game he goes out there and lays up a fat zero in the sack column he i i'm so happy that i can't wait to see all that. the huh i can't wait to clip that it, what <laughs> I, I fucking, fucking told you so about yeah. David Bakhtiari putting up a fat I zero. I fucking told you so. Look, all – and this goes back to, like, us being better fans. Just be patient. This guy – Oh, no. can't be patient. That was oh, mad at you. I got so sick of hearing of that. He's missed two seasons. I'm yeah. so sick of hearing it that we wrote an article about it, right? Like, it's no. not true. And people just didn't want to let this guy get back. It's We're freaking it's out because they took him out in turf games. So, in – the seven games he's gotten been back, zero sacks, six pressures allowed. I can only think of two penalties. Uh, I'd have to. He has a few, in, but like even the one that was called on him this time, the announcers was like, "I don't know bad. about that one." Oh yeah, that was a bad. That one. was a trash call. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Danico Autry, I brought him up, Greg. Um, he's got seven sacks on the season. He's going to need to be accounted for. I mentioned. Similar to the way that uh, Micah Parsons and um, he, he has better, four. Better not let Bach get a hold of him. It's over then. And we and that's where we mentioned that Yash Nyman, outside of his one holding penalty, which was a smart play, um, was very good against. Micah He's been Parsons. playing really well at right tackle. Yeah, but Bakhtiari has been a set it and forget it guy since he's been back. Outside that one game where he was just kind of randomly out, I, I think they were just playing cautious, which is yep. fine by me. But he he's. He's been a steadfast for that offensive line, which is what we paid him to do. Mm-hmm. So all the guys saying he's not earning his paycheck, he's he's fucking earning it now. Yep, yep. Absolutely. So I told you so, and you can clip that. I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the Jake, first thing you said, I felt it. I felt the energy, man. <laughs> I do too. It's good to see. It's good to see Simon show some yes. emotion. No, it's terrible. I hate it. <laughs> um, Jake, what's oh, Jake? What's your key to victory? All right, so last week I talked a lot about how competitors don't give up. You got to show heart. You got to show up to work. You got to just want to win, you know, and, you know, the opportunity to be in the NFL is very rare. So my key this week is to bounce off of that. It's to take momentum, hold on to momentum, and, God damn it, be ready to be physical because the Tennessee Titans, if they're anything, they play fucking hard. Okay, they play Vrabel has those boys playing hard, running around playing hard, right? Extremely physical. So if if you're if you're not ready, you don't have your chin strap both snapped up on both sides, man, you're gonna get hit and it's gonna hurt. Um it's gonna be cold. So uh my key to victory is be physical, play fast, and hold on to momentum. We gotta protect home court, man. Home field, I guess. So I know I know Bryant is worried about me stealing his score prediction, but I'm sure Bryant's got eleven Simon says this week. So um how many you got? I got three. Jake, how many do you have? I two. Okay, I have one. So Bryant, go first and give two right away. Okay, so my first one, my first one is two years ago the Packers held Derrick Henry ninety eight yards on twenty three carries. They re- repeat that performance and hold them to less than hundred yards. No. Just no. Just no. <laughs> what if what if Derrick Henry rushes for 120 yards, but Tannehill passes for less than 200? Uh, I could see that. I could see that. I still feel that that's a formula for the Packers to win. I yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think that would be a losing effort. 
I, I think the Packers could very well win off of that defensive effort. All right, give me another one, Brian. Okay, my second one is Christian Watson follows up his performance with another 100-yard game and two touchdowns. Damn. <laughs> with Cobb back, that's tough. Yeah, Cobb's not going to take any deep He's getting lots of one-on-ones with Cobb back. That's all I'm saying. I, 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 I think so. And they took some shots on third down to him, too. And fourth down, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's more like – let me phrase it this way. Do you think it's more likely he goes for 102 touchdowns or he goes for 20 yards and no touchdowns? He's getting the touchdowns. The, the, the two touchdowns. I, I think after last week, I, I think – and the Titans secondary is what it is. Yeah, that's true, too. I, I think that it's more likely that he goes for 102. They're going to take shots. Yeah, time. and they're going to take shots. Bill brought Especially up if he's Bill just out there on his Sunday jog, you know, State. out on the field. That's a good point, Bill. What do you well, say? North, North Dakota State plays in a dome, but uh-huh. definitely in Montana and stuff, they'd play outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Jake, give me one. I just want to talk about, you know, you know, that last one real quick. I think it's very possible that if we stop the run, that the Titans go three and out a lot. They don't have a wide receiver with 300 fucking yards. And now they have to try to throw the ball in the cold. So, I mean, it's very possible if we stop the run that we we get a couple extra possessions. I definitely think Watson gets one, maybe two touchdowns this week if we take some deep shots. Yeah, I can see um, My first one is Rodgers back-to-back multi-touchdown games. Does that not happen this year? Yeah. I mean, people talking bad about him. I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah, I'll take that. Up. I'll take that at home. Okay. I'll buy that. All right. My one. Tennessee scores 17 points for the fourth straight week. <laughs> Wait, what did you what did I write? That's actually Yeah, that's you so bastard. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally both my head and heart are both that. For the my heart is, my even, the funny part is I didn't even know that's the case. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Three straight weeks of seventeen points. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll buy that. All right, Brian, give me your last one. My last prediction is that Aaron Rodgers gets his first rushing touchdown of the season. Ooh, that's <laughs> that could be interesting. Yeah, well, I'll take that. That'd be fun. I, I would love to see that. Even right, Jake, though, yeah, he's okay, over or under <laughs> the amount of times the announcers mentioned Devontae Adams? God three. damn it. Six times. Over or under three times they mentioned Devontae Adams? Under. I, I think, ooh, yeah, under. Bro, it's our, it's our first Thursday night game, bro. That's all I'm saying. They haven't had a chance to talk about that yet. That's why I brought it up. Wait, what do you mean by that? They're on Amazon Prime. Because, it, because it's on Amazon, so it's, it was different announcers. So they haven't got to talk about Devontae Adams. Oh, I didn't even think. Okay, yeah, shit. So are you saying like three separate times they say his name? Even yes. if they're all taught. Okay, but if they're talking, like, are you talking three separate times throughout the game? Th- yeah, or are you yeah, talking like if they that, go on a little rant, are they going to say no, I think he's talking three different times. Just mentioning him. Dude, think about it. When Watson was going crazy, they talked. Oh, if, when they Delta did. Was going crazy, they were like, "Oh, that's what Devontae Adams would do. He would track." When, when, when we sucked, they talk about, "Oh, how we missed Devontae." Over or under three times. Oh, now that you mentioned, I would have taken the over if you said two and yeah. a half. 
Now that you now that I'm thinking about it, and that's what you said. I, I'll I'll probably take the over. <laughs> I think it's going to be. A, a, do you include halftime or just the announcers of the game? I'll I'll, I'll include the pregame. I'll include the postgame, bro. Oh, they yeah, go over easily. I'll smash <laughs> over. Smash <laughs> over. Really, the reason I brought this up is because I wanted people to stop fucking talking about it. He's not on our goddamn team anymore. Where's quarterback is crying in their two and seven of the season? I think we right. Oh. All right. I told I everybody that Josh Daniels sucks. Hey, hey, real quick before we do this, do you think Adams yeah. went home and like punched air when he sees Carr like crying at the podium? He's like, "What did I do?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I think we know certain people in the fan base that were calling Christian Watson glass and a bust in our own fan base, seeing Watson score three touchdowns and then us being like. <laughs> And then dude's just at home like <laughs> he's like watching Aaron Rodgers the touchdown passes that like that meme where he's just touching the picture, like mm-hmm. throwing touchdown passes to Christian Watson, just crying. So, all right, Adam I, I do have I do have year, one though. Oh, all, right. all right. So Packers disregard the Titans run defense. Aaron Jones goes over for, goes over for 130 for the fourth time this year. 130? Yeah. Scrimmage or total? He's done that three times already. Uh, rushing, rushing, just rushing. He's rushed for three hundred thirty times already. Thirty or three times. times already. Oh wow! He did it against the Bills, the Cowboys, and uh, Chicago. Yep. He also had one hundred and ten versus uh, New England. That's two really good, or that's two decent rush defenses too. I could see it. Also, yeah. remember the Bills had the number one rush defense going into yeah. that game and they were only allowing yeah. three point five yards per they game. were just letting us run the ball because it would take oh, clock away. <laughs> oh, Couldn't be that the Packers were doing something well. Had to be that the Bills the Bills were letting us do it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Ask the Bears fans, they'll tell you the truth. They were oh, they're really they're really the experts Ooh. about rushing the ball now. Do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> well yeah receiver. Oh, weird, right? Oh, what was the Isaac, I don't know if Jair is going to get another pick. It's just going to – they're like Tannehill's not airing the ball out like that. Um, Bro, how crazy is be a lot that? close to the line. The Cowboys targeted Jair 12 fucking times. That is wild to me. Yeah. That is wild. I had never seen that. I don't remember the last time. Well, strategy, Cotton, see if it pays off for him. It <laughs> once. You guys know that Aaron Jones is about to eclipse – his rushing yards from last year already. Yeah. Told you he's, about he's, appro- he's approaching what being the third leading rusher in Green Bay history or fourth? One of the two. Uh, I forget. So. Aaron Rodgers is 11th, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like Bobby Portis being 25th in three point makes for the Bucs. Let's go. 11th in rushing yards. Yeah, I'm like, where the hell did that come from? It isn't. What was uh, He needs like, what, 280 to pass Horning? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I looked it up. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty wild. I, yeah, I know it's guy getting not like lane, super though. wild if you sit there and think about it, but yeah. it's kind of it, it's up there. I think that's an accomplishment. All right. So my score prediction from the head is twenty three twenty Packers. I don't see this game being a blowout just because, like Jake and everybody has said, it's going to be tough, physical, ground and pound, cold, tough. I'm going to say tough again. It's going to be tough. This game's going to be tough. So it's going to be tough. <laughs> so 23-20 in a tough game. Uh, Jakes, what's your score picture from the head? Uh, I have 30-21. I'm going to write down Bills real quick here. 
Yeah, Bill's got his. Bill's from the head is 23 or 24 20, so close to mine. Simon, what is your score prediction from the head? Yeah, 2017. 2017, another three point game. Bryant? Same as Simon, 2017. Let's go. <laughs> I swear <laughs> we don't coordinate this at all every, every time. <laughs> both you you guys are linked elbows. I get to do right my, I get to do my heart first. Damn it. All right, Brian. I'm gonna. I I went for you last because I'm gonna let you go first on the score picks from the heart. So the for my heart, it's my heart is 27 to 17. Okay. <laughs> Guess what <laughs> mine is. I don't know. What is your Simon? Simon's neck. I got, got uh, 24 13. Ooh. Mm. Jake, what's your prediction from the heart? 35-14. We're going to smack these boys around on Damn. Damn. Yeah, I'm ready Why for it. Simon have hidden walkie-talkies. No, it's not hidden. They're they're fully just in love at this <laughs> I point. know where they would hide them, though. I'll tell you that. That's true. <laughs> prison wallet. I was just going to say the prison wallet. <laughs> well, and we're canceled again. All right. Yeah, there we go. Man. Google it if you don't know what it means. Bills from the heart was 28 to 10. Mine is the same All as right. Bryant's. It was 27 17. And Tennessee scores 17 points for the fourth week in a row. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad my internet stayed working for at least three quarters of the show. <laughs> All right. Do any of you guys have anything else that you want to throw out there? For I saw week eleven, yeah. So not week eleven, but back to the, the Cowboys. I just want to say I find so much joy in beating this team because I don't know if you y'all have watched, and this has been brought up in the past, but Jerry Jones hates the fact that there's revenue sharing. He would love nothing more for the Packers not to have a team. So the fact that we continue to own his team, we've won a Super Bowl in his building. Like I just, there's like nothing brings me. Quite as much joy as beating Sticking it the to Dallas Jersey Cowboys. Cowboys. Like that dude can screw off, right? He doesn't want the Packers around, probably because we own him. So the fact that we can—I don't know how the rest of the season is go going to go. I feel good about it, but the fact that how no matter what it goes, I can say once again we beat the uh, Dallas Cowboys. I love it. So on one ninety-five and one. On that, uh, I think we're like. Well, I saw a graphic the other day. It said we were like eighth in average fan attendance or something along those lines. Yeah. Isn't that, or it was something like that. I, I forget the exact number. He doesn't like the fact that we, we can sell shares. Yeah, I, I don't give a fuck about that. So. <laughs> but I, I th- it, it's kind of like, I know people kind of like don't think about this or whatever, but you think how amazing it is like, a, a you know, a town of, Hundred and whatever thousand people can support a a fran- NFL franchise like that. Show me where else you can walk across the yeah, stadium and no, literally be in someone's front There's no, you, there's you no way it's never going to happen again in the United States like this. Nope, ever. Uh, the Oakland A's are playing an exhibition game in Vegas this year, so no. that's just uh, testing the waters that the Oakland A's might be moving to Vegas. You're only that's seeing happening. teams moving to yeah, that's probably bigger, happening. Bigger that's happening. Yeah. And and Green Bay will never move. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll put a team in Seattle and they'll put a team in Vegas. Yep. Move Memphis to the east to even shit out. Yeah. Or New Orleans. Yeah, or New Orleans. Or New Orleans. Yep. I prefer I prefer Memphis. 
Because New Orleans is going to be really fucking good in a few years. They have Zion, and they own the number one pick right now. Sorry, Isaac. They have the Lakers pick. If they could if they get Webb and Yama, dude, with fucking or whatever the fuck that guy's name is, with fucking Zion, it's over. Brandon Ingram in there too. If, if Oakland yeah. loses Golden State, it's just a joke. Like, yeah, like that would be that would be tough. Thanks. Oh, All right. Man. Well, if you guys don't have anything else, we will be talking again next week. And Tomorrow. Jake and I will be at the game on Thursday. So if anybody's going to the game, hit up Jake and I. We will be there if you want to come and uh, meet us and see how tall we are in person. <laughs> we are massive humans in person. I know you only see us on the on the computer, but we are some big people. No, it, it's pretty true. They're pretty – well, I, Simon I, Tyler's was tall. <laughs> Tyler is taller than me, but I, I am as stocky as I am tall. So it's like, – I'm decently tall, but you're like a head and shoulders above me. Yeah. Yeah. I had to swat away the the clouds to see his face. (laughs) All right. Appreciate it, Greg. Appreciate it. Uh, Have a good night, Bill. I will see you guys next week then. Go back. Thanks for hanging out. I'll see you all in a couple weeks. Uh. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.